BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Let's go places. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Wednesday. Ooh, it's been a brutal day. Coming up on Roller Martin Unfiltered, the World Health Organization declares an international pandemic due to the coronavirus. NCAA March Madness, we played with no games with fans. San Francisco and Seattle ban all outdoor events. The Golden State Warriors will now be playing in front of no fans as well. A sister tests positive for coronavirus at the Black Enterprise Women of Power Summit. We'll give you all of the details breaking down the impact of the coronavirus. Also today, Senator Bernie Sanders goes before the cameras uh, to state what his plans are when it comes to Democratic race. He's not getting out, but he realizes, yeah, he's got a problem. Also, Ebony settles a half a million dollar settlement uh, with uh, the family of an FBI detective. They wrote a piece where they said that his sons were involved in the death of a young black man in Georgia. Well, they used a fictitious character. What the hell were they thinking? So we'll tell you all about that as well. Yo, it's a jam-packed show, folks. 
And also, uh, a Houston pastor, Reverend Kerber John Caldwell, hugely known all across the country, pleads guilty to an investment scam. I'll give you all those details. It's time to bring the funk and roll them out and build it. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the find. And when it breaks, he's right on time and it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. It has been an absolutely huge day. The World Health Organization, they have now declared an international pandemic as a result of the coronavirus. And talk about how uh, things have changed dramatically since February 25th when the Trump administration came out and said, look, we pretty much got the airtight, this thing under control. Donald Trump said, we got this thing down to zero. Well, if that's the case, why are we having more and more and more cases uh, being confirmed every single day? All right, folks, if you look at here, here's the problem. We are extremely, we are so far behind in the testing. So look at this. As of right now, as of March 8th, in the United States, we've tested 1,707 people. Based upon our population of 329 million, that's five tests per one million. Look at South Korea. They've been far more aggressive in this they tested 189,000 people. That is nearly 3,700 per 1 million. They have a total of 51.3 million. This, folks, shows you what happens when you have idiots who are running the whole process. Uh, states all across the country have been saying that, look, we need some sort of leadership uh, from the United States. Well, Dr. Fauci, uh, who testified today before Congress, uh, Yo, he, he, look, he said this thing is going to get worse before it gets better. Listen to this. Um, based upon the current trajectory, how many people do you think will get this new virus and how many people do you think will die? Cannot predict. And that's I know you can't predict, but there must be, you know, you, 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 we have a graph. We have the beginning of a graph. We know this is going to go up. We have the experience of China. We have the experience of Italy. Yeah. Um, can, you, can you give us some projections? It is going to be totally dependent upon how we respond to it. So I can't give you a number. If, if, if we now sit back complacently... I'm not asking to be complacent. I'm asking for a realistic... I mean, that's what the public is looking I for. I can't give you a realistic number until we put into the factor of how we respond. If we are complacent and don't do really aggressive containment and mitigation, the number could go way up and be involved in many, many millions. If we taught to contain, we could flatten it. So there's no number answer to your question until we act okay. upon it. Um, based upon the current trajectory, how many people... All right, folks, that is Dr. Anthony Fauci. He is the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. 
one of the best and brightest in this country. Unfortunately, you do not have the best and brightest who are actually running this whole process uh, when it comes to the White House. Uh, they've been given so many conflicting uh, uh, information, especially the problem is coming from Donald Trump himself. In fact, he was just tweeting today complaining about everyone else and what they are doing uh, as opposed to uh, focus, on, focus on trying to keep America's calm. America's calm, in fact, uh, here was a tweet that was sent out that I thought was quite interesting um, uh, right here. Uh, go to my, uh, uh, go right here, folks. Uh, Jim Scaiuto, th this is what he put it out. Trump last week, coronavirus cases going very substantially down. Fauci today, the bottom line, it's going to get worse. Trump will have a vaccine in months. Fauci, vaccine in a year to year and a half. Trump, the death rate is going to be way under 1%. Fauci, death rate 1%. 10 times more lethal than the flu. <clears throat> Y'all, that's what's going on here. Also, uh, Muriel Bowser, the mayor of Washington, D.C., has declared a state of emergency in the nation's capital as well as a result of this. Uh, you've also had Jay Inslee, of course. Jay Inslee, he is the uh, uh, governor of the state of Washington. Uh, he stood before the cameras uh, and declared that they are, are barring any events taking place uh, out with 250 or more people in three uh, separate counties. He has been, of course, been one of the folks who has been extremely um, uh, vigorous in combating this whole issue. The problem, though, <clears throat> is you've had uh, over here, well, Donald Trump constantly fighting with him, uh, calling him out, calling him uh, utterly ridiculous as well. And so that's what's going on here. I told you, in San Francisco and Seattle, they ban large gatherings. As a result, the Golden State Warriors, they are not going to be playing their NBA games in front of fans. Also, the NAB, one of the largest media shows attracting thousands uh, every single year, they postpone their conference in Las Vegas. NCAA made their decision that no fans will be present during March Madness. All games will be played, wow. but there'll be no fans present as well. This shows you uh, exactly how folks are worried to death with what's going on. You also have, of course, uh, in uh, New York State, where the National Guard has established this perimeter around New Rochelle as well. It just goes on and on and on. Let's go to our panel. A. Scott Bolden is the former chair of the National Bar Association Political Action Committee. Uh, Lauren Victoria Burke, uh, writer with NNPA, and Derek Holly, president, Reaching America podcast, political analyst. Folks, again, w what we are facing here is, I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't, I reiterate this again. Yesterday, I played the video of Larry Cutlow. Uh, the okay. president's chief economic advisor going on CNBC <clears throat> on February 25th saying this is, quote, to airtight contained. <laughs> that, that, that's literally what he said, Derek. The crazy thing is, is you, you, you had Trump going to the CDC, interrupting the experts. Uh, if anybody wants a test, they get a test. Anybody. They want a test, they that's get a test. True. That's a lot. And so the problem here is this is, and, and this is the thing that jumps out. For all these MAGA folks who run their mouths, this is where you want government. This is where government matters. And you have somebody who came in and just gutted government in many ways, lots of uh, jobs that are unfulfilled, and now we're seeing what happens when you don't have a proper response to a growing crisis. You know, Derek. our... Oh, <laughs> I said Derek. <clears throat> it's a growing crisis, yeah. Um, and, yeah, Trump's 
puts his foot in his mouth a lot with this whole, from the beginning on this particular issue. But I think it comes down to government, as you stated, but it's going to be local government that needs to get involved in this. And I think that's what the case is. They had a governor on, excuse me, a mayor of a town in New Jersey who had one of the first cases in New Jersey, a 67-year-old woman passed away. But they feel like right now that they've gotten a handle on the whole entire situation. And he's pointed to the fact that most of the people, they're going to have to, re the result is that we're going to have to deal with local government. Um, he also talked about... Wait, 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 The last thing I'll just add before you dump in, yeah, they can't get the test. That's a problem. For wait, his, wait, for wait, his wait, stuff, the other thing, the point I was going to make is what the media is not talking about is the number of people who have recovered from this coronavirus. And I think that's a huge... I think that's something huge that needs to be put out there. Okay. Because he talked about the number of people in his community. He talked about the number of one person who died, but he talked about the thousands of people who have recovered. Okay, but here's, but, but, okay, but here's, here's the issue here, and, and this is where you have to uh, understand. <clears throat> I get this whole idea of it's local government, but the federal government <clears throat> was the one that rejected the World Health Organization offer of help when it came to... Uh, the testing. Now, we, we, we develop our own. You look at what's happening in Australia. Well, they literally have drive-through testing. Hasn't even happened here. Right. You have... Well, they announced, <coughs> oh, we're gonna have a million tests by the end of the week. Then we get to Friday, uh, we're, we're not, we're not gonna have those. Mm -hmm. And so, that's the problem here. Local and state governments... Again, I use Jay Inslee, the governor of state of Washington State. Here he was trying to lead. You've got Trump slamming him and trashing him because he was critical. I'm sorry, in a health crisis, you do not need the president of the United States trashing governors <laughs> who are dealing with people who are getting sick or who may very well die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this well. is the non-reality, though. And this is where his lies and promotions, if you will, of everything's fine and positive, the rubber meets the road when you're talking about a health crisis, a world pandemic a health crisis that's been labeled by the, uh, the the World Health Organization. On these local governments, though, they're relying on the federal government to have these tests. I know two people who, who have the corona, have gone to the hospital and their doctors to be tested, and the kits aren't available. Here in the DMV. Here in the DMV. Don't and so the, the president... I said I knew them. I didn't think I was hanging out with them. But the president and well, his... there's some hospitals that don't even want to test. Exactly. It's like, look, we don't exactly. want to know what you got because the moment they test positive, it changes their whole protocol. Exactly. Now, okay, that's kind of scary that a hospital's kind of like, hey, hey, I need you to go ahead home. We, we ain't testing you. Right. Oh, but they have to quarantine them. And then that's a huge expense. And insurance care. Watch, watch and see what the what the indirect or the secondary cost is. So, for example, in Washington, it is gala season. There must be ten or twelve galas in the next in three to six months around the country. Okay, around the country, this is, right? First of all, first of all, gain this whole thing out. Mm -hmm. Nonprofits and galas, mm -hmm. church services. I'm exactly. all, I'm I'm already getting uh, text messages from people who are saying that they're going to church online. Mm -hmm. So here's the whole, so, so all of a sudden, when you start talking about Lauren, what was really what was was happening right now? Stock market again down huge yeah. today as well. Okay, now now it's lost more than five thousand points uh, in uh, in uh, the past uh, a, a couple of weeks. Right now, all of a sudden. Now it's going on and on and on. I mean, look, I mean, look, Bob, look we, we're sitting here, we shared an office uh, with the folks at 50CAN, Education Reform Group. They, their staff work at home for the rest of the month because most of the people take the subway. Right. And so I don't think people really understand. Airlines have said that this is, 
already, this is twice as worse than what they dealt with after 9-11. Yeah, well, obviously, I mean, 9-11, though, had that uh, element, at least in the coming week there, of sort of knowing that it was, quote, over only because we stopped getting attacked right, after right. the first initial thing. This, of course, has the element of a complete uh, sort of aura of unpredictability. You have absolutely no idea what's going There's no happen. bottom. And there's no protocol from this government. There's no plan. Obviously, the president's going to get on... Uh, TV tonight at 9 o'clock and probably confuse everybody further. Mm -hmm. Because, as you know, as we sit here, Nancy Pelosi and him are not even on speaking terms. She has already said that the government has to continue working. They are out, out of session, at least the House is, next week. So anything, obviously, that involves people gathering in a large sense uh, is going to be canceled or disrupted. And that, of course, is going to have a rippling economic impact, to say the least. Yeah. I actually do think that because power does love a vacuum, these state and local governments are going to have to step in. They really have absolutely no other choice. No choice. Of course, the problem is they don't have the power to do what the federal uh, government can do. Right. Uh, with regard to resource, <laughs> with regard to anything. So we're learning a lot more on watching, like, MSNBC but and CNN and the doctors that are on there mm -hmm. than we are from right. the president of the United but States. And, and that, now, we're, hold also, on one second, now we're getting what, uh, that uh, so Trump is going to be speaking in a primetime address right. on coronavirus again. Right. It, sho it shows you how idiotic this man is, <laughs> where he dismissed this. Right. He was like, hey, this thing is going to go away, all this little stuff along those lines, every single day. He's a real he estate agent. And a real, and he's a dumb real estate agent, right? He's a real estate agent that got five million bucks from his dad to, to, to have his start because he did, he's not self-made like Michael Bloomberg. So this is a guy who apparently knows nothing about just the basics of strategy and planning in crisis, right? I mean, you don't really have to be an expert in everything. You don't have to be do Dr. Fauci, you to to but you got to listen to the I'm experts listening. and give I'm, them the I'm access sorry. to. This is the same person who at the CDC who said, <laughs> who said the doctors told me that I I right. know so much about this that. Maybe I should have gone into this instead of running for president. <laughs> like, I, you know, my uh, my uncle was, was a professor at MIT. And, right. and so smartness runs in our family. <laughs> this idiot actually said that. He's got exactly the wrong personality to fix any sort of problem, but particularly something like this that requires him to give deference to others who have He's expertise. And, and, here's, and here's the deal. Here's so, the deal. Okay, even though he absolutely screwed up how they handled the whole HIV needle right. issue in Indiana, right. mm -hmm. actually dared the person who, I mean, <laughs> in this crisis... Right. Pence is the person who is actually looking like right. a leader is supposed to lead Mike is Pence. Vice President Mike Pence right. in terms of having twice daily briefings, right. pulling folks together, and then again... And getting out of the way. And you got this toddler over there right. who's kind of like, hey, 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 right. can I get on the microphone? Hey, it's sort of like, it's sort of like bringing your child to a news conference. <laughs> and it. no, I'm telling you, it, dealing with Trump is the equivalent of, of I guess when when Stephen when Stephen Curry had Riley, his daughter, and she would be grabbing a microphone <laughs> and she'd be like pointing to the press. Right. That's Trump. Right. I mean, yeah. It's like dealing with a grown ass yeah, child. Can I say what something about, about local is... governments though? Hold on, go, go, oh, point to go to Obviously, Trump. He's he's out of bounds on a lot of this stuff right now. He's out of control. He and and he's lost. He's lost with this. Um, but at the same time, as you pointed out, I'm glad that Pence is here to navigate this whole thing. And most of the time, as the president, you're supposed to look to your people and shut up. Unfortunately, he does not. Or get out of the way. And 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 the problem the, pro the problem here, Scott. The reason why this is such a problem is because what we are seeing with 
financial industry, what we're seeing with, I mean, all of these different sectors, what is the one thing he jumps to? Oh, we need a, we need a payroll tax. <laughs> but the payroll tax only through the election. Right, right. See, again, what he's not doing is sitting the hell down and saying, okay, team, what we're about to endure is an economic calamity. And this is our strategy. And we need to... So what we need to do is... Come up with a strategy. Let's come up with a strategy. Listen to your people. What what is our short-term, our mid-term, our long-term? Look, I'm on the board of the National Association of Black Black Journalists. Mm -hmm. Okay? We've got regional conventions coming up in the next two months. Right. I'm vice president digital. We've got a national convention coming up in July 8th through 12th, which is the biggest economic... That convention, what we make from that convention, funds our entire organization. For the year. So, mm-hmm. as a vice president, what do I do? Call our executive director. What's your plan? What are we doing? What's, we'll hear our conference calls when it comes to whether or not we're going to cancel our regional conventions, whether we're going to continue them. If we do, are we offering refunds? I mean, we can go down the line into all the things that we're doing. We're, meth- we're not sitting here jumping, okay, cancel the convention. No, because we want to see what happens in March, in April, in May, before we determine what we do in July. It's a methodical approach. What it's not is this, hey, uh, no. Trump literally put a tweet out. Hey, time, good time to buy some stocks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he literally put that out there. It was like, dude, are, do you see what's going on? The dumbest thing. You're lucky. And we'll see tonight. Dumbest. I, I, I was thinking that tonight. It makes tonight. it tonight. Uh, whether yeah. he sa- makes it worse is the question. Uh, Frankly, I, I think the governors and the state and local officials, the mayors, et cetera, should really ignore him. Right. The problem is they can't completely ignore him because, because the federal funding. funding and the federal money is real. So hopefully right. the Look, members they, of Congress... They, they asked Congress for $8.3 right. billion dollars and, on this whole and deal. And hopefully the Republicans and, on the Senate side will figure out how to get him out of the way and, and, so he can just sign whatever he needs and, to sign. And the, and the $8.3 billion will specifically go to the state. Right. I mean, th- th- this is where... This is where, in, in going back to January, this is where, in moments of crisis, where, again, all of a sudden it's, okay, we gotta, we gotta move billions now. Where can we take it from? Right. Where can we get it from? What can we do without having to... Even, even before we even go to Congress, because you gotta put together the right bill. Because here's the other piece, Scott. You gotta know what to ask Congress for. You gotta know whether, okay, are we asking Congress for four billion, or we're gonna ask for eight point three billion, and then all of a sudden, damn, we gotta go back a week later and ask for ten billion. I mean, it's well, it, it, it is understanding these this process here, and the problem is, then you, so you're dealing with the, the and you're dealing with, okay, all the crazy conservatives who had CPAC, mm-hmm. who was running around <laughs> going, this not real, this right, not real, right, right. and guess where one of the first cases in Washington D.C. came from? Mm-hmm. CPAC. CPAC. Right. But, but these local right. um, local and state governments uh, have to do something to, to manage their businesses in their region. So, for example, these nonprofits, the, the national... NABJ is in the summertime, but some of these conferences and galas are happening right now. The hotels, up until today in D.C., were trying to enforce those agreements. They were accepting money, they got money, but... but but they and they were forced enforcing these agreements and nonprofits and several of my clients were arguing on the phone with me about what can we do about this they're forcing us to put a thousand people in a in, in a, a, a dining room for a gala when we know that's unhealthy and wow unsafe, hold on one second not, yeah. uh, hold on one room. second breaking the senate gop just blocked an emergency paid sick leave bill intended to deal with the fallout of a global pandemic. Well, that's actually not... That bill, if that's the bill I think it is, is that DeLauro? 
I'll pull that, up in a second. That, keep going, that, keep going. That, that bill is not the actual This bill sort put of forth by Democrats. For the emergency. Right, right, right. But but this bill put forth by Democrats mm -hmm. would guarantee 14 days of paid leave for workers affected by the coronavirus. Because here's the here's the here's the problem right now. Here's the problem right now. Right. Trump and his folks are only thinking about the corporation, the how right, it impacts right, them. Right, right. And the stock market. He, right. he, he, here's the problem with what you're talking about. Okay? We just saw this with South by Southwest. Okay? Mm -hmm. They canceled South by Southwest. Monday, they laid off a third of their full-time staff. Exactly. That's the second Gone. part of what I was right. going to say. All of, you, you mentioned right. the hotels. Yeah. Now, and again, I'm not taking up a hotel side, but here's the problem here. Hotels, anybody who understands the hotel business, a lot of those businesses in Austin, their year yep. was, was predicated on South by Southwest. Southwest. Right. That gets canceled. Right. Now it's like, exactly. oh, my God. So, th so what then happens? Then all of a sudden, you might then have hotel layoffs. Yeah. Restaurant layoffs, right. food service, all right. of a sudden. Exactly. So right. now, so now, what's now happening? Also, again, I, I, before I came well, on, two CBS News employees right. uh, also mm -hmm. now have coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Now they're moving on. The, I, I talked to one woman who's a contributor for another network. She said because another an employee at that network may have tested positive, they said, "Hey, why don't you do your hit by Skype?" What people don't understand is they. They, they got to look beyond just, okay, well, you know, this event got canceled. Oh, March Madness, uh, no fans. Okay, understand what March Madness, no fans means. We're not... No, just, no we're, jobs. We're talking... Not, not just even people who work, who work inside of the stadium. Mm -hmm. We're talking about all of the companies that were sending employees who had activations during March Madness. Sure, at the stadiums, things outside. Concerts. All of us... And so now we're talking about folks who... Uh, I was um, talking to someone yesterday... Uh, this guy's a, a corporate. Uh, he's 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 a planner. He's already had a hundred thousand dollars in contracts that have been canceled. His business is conventions, right, and planning and stuff along those lines. I mean, right. This thing, if if and this is why the government response is so important. This is why the testing was so important because you and Trump's whole deal. Uh, I don't want to get them off the cruise ship. Because I don't really want the numbers to go up. No, hey. you need to have a complete handle on what's going on here and how you separate, to your point, those who have gotten well right. and then those who sick. Italy, in 24 hours, 200 died in the last 24 hours. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's how real this thing is. And you can't have folks who are joking around. But look at the irony that, that Trump's uh, misleading statements or just lies and only being um, uh, concerned about the stock market is actually contributing to the demise of the economy, which is one of his strongest political points, by him ignoring the reality of corona, by him saying that it's going away, that it's contained, there are lots of kits and so forth and so on. Well, Lauren, he, he had, but Lauren, this is where... He it, had a previous idiot habit of always saying something stupid right before a market opened, usually about China right. trade, and I can never figure to out why. the stock market rolling. Say, right, no, 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 no. Uh -huh. but the point is, but this is where, again, you cannot be a one-trick pony. This, He's not even a one-trick right. I mean, yeah. I mean, this <laughs> is This is one of those things where leaders have to step back and go, okay, this is not just about the stock market. Right. This is literally about the entire economic well, infrastructure. There, you, I mean, there is going to be no choice for your local and state and your, your state, particularly state governments. Frankly, what is going to happen is that his decisions will be overtaken on the local level because they have no choice. Right. Without any leadership, with nobody leading from the top, 
You are going to have to make decisions that is like you see what Mayor Bowser just did. But there's She's only... not waiting for the federal government right. to and do that, anything. But, no, but, no, but no, there's I, only the one... hospitality business or give some of right. these nonprofits right. cover right. for when they're trying to renegotiate these contracts. Right. The problem is when the money, when you need that money that you're losing on there the business, you which you you so, the deal, that's the problem. So, 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 when Trump's farmers were losing money because of his tariff screw up, 30 billion. Right. Yeah. Boom, here's $30 billion. Right. And so, not only that, all the badgering he did at the Federal Reserve, right. pissing them off, to force them to lower the interest rates because he wanted the economy to keep humming. Right. Here's the problem. This is actually when your econo economic stimulus is even more so important. You shot your wad because your dumb ass pushed through this tax right. hike, this, this tax cut uh, that cost... Uh, three billion dollars, right. excuse me, three trillion dollars, and then the government already has had fewer, re uh, fewer, fewer, uh, 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 yeah, smaller revenue coming right. in, and so Which now you now made yourself even it made it even more difficult <laughs> to <laughs> make a financial move. Which because is why he keeps trying to cut food stamps to pay for that tax cut, right? So now you don't have that revenue coming in and for so that tax it cut is, that you gave is, away I, to the top 1%. I just, you know? So there's right. that. I just, <laughs> I just you know. want people... He's a piece I, of work. And, and, and again, here's the deal, though. Uh, here's the deal, though. All, all the people who are watching, I want you to be clear. I am not... This is not about uh, creating panic. But you do have to pay attention to what is very basic. As you begin to see what is happening in other countries... The countries that moved quickly are the countries that are ahead of this game. People may say, oh, yeah, that's all. no, 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 no. We, this thing percolated in January. Mm -hmm. We pretty much screwed off a month. And when you're dealing with a pandemic, yeah. mm -hmm. a month a lifetime. is a problem. When you put, when you overrule your CDC and the State Department says, put infected people on an airplane with people who are not infected and don't tell anybody? I know. You overrule the health people? Right. It's a problem. And so we're actually playing catch-up right now because here's the other thing, Derek. The federal government is the only entity that has the power <clears throat> in an emergency to say, pharmaceuticals, come in. Um, mask makers, respiratory, come in. Yeah. We can exert a level... They're the only people who have that. Well, states, you know, like, depending upon your state how, much, state, how much power your governor has, but nobody has a level of power the federal government has. And we're playing catch-up right now, and there, I've been talking to people who are local and state officials, and they said, we have been put behind the eight ball because of this sort of just who's on first thing in the federal government. I agree with you. There's a lot of confusion going on. I mean... The, mix, the messages are mixed, coming from the White House, and the, the president needs to chill, be quiet. But I, where I don't agree is that where somebody else is, another country is ahead of us on this right here. And I, I just, I look at that but because... they are ahead of us. I look at it look as, at the as the number of deaths in this country compared to other countries. How can you say that they're ahead of us when well, we have less they've deaths? they've more people. Yes. Yes, they've tested more people. Okay. But more people have died in other countries than here. Uh -huh. So how the hell are they ahead of us? Wait, wait, wait. Follow, follow here. How the hell are they ahead of us? I will show you. I will show you. And I will use... I don't think there's any other metric show other you. Than death. <laughs> no, no, Derek. It's also, when did it start? Perfect example. 
If you're, if I'm, if I'm Derek, alive, Derek, I'm still here. No, 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 Derek, follow me, Derek. So if on your, <laughs> so let's say you're America. That's true. <laughs> let's say you're America. You're That's America. That's a hell of a metric. No, no, Eric, Derek, wait a minute. You're America. Scott, Scott's Europe. Okay. Want to be Europe. Deal with it, okay? <laughs> so Scott's over here is China, Europe, and all this sort of stuff. It's called making its way. Mm -hmm. yeah. The deal. Now follow me here. So if it's been there for like a month, month and a half, and it's been building and numbers been growing, it's making its way. Mm -hmm. then, then, I mean, it's building. Then also as it makes its way, mm -hmm. you're obviously going to have fewer numbers because it hasn't spread. Now let me stop right there. Let me go back to February 25th. Trump says, go back to that date. What were we told? We got, you know, maybe about, you know, about, about, about 15 cases. That's 15. Where are we now? Pull the chart up. Where are we now? We don't know because we ain't no, got no, 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 no. We do so, Stop right there. Right there. Hold up. Hold up. I'm about, Which, hold up. Wait a minute. So we've gone from... That's tested. That's, that's tested. Correct. We, we had less than 100 that was tested three weeks ago. Now, here's the deal. You just said it. We haven't even tested enough people. I agree with you. So the problem is, got it. we haven't tested enough. But ain't nobody we, dead. Wait a minute. Y'all the people are dead, right? Ain't that the metric that, that we're talking about right here's now? Here's the deal. Know, the way you deal with this is you don't wait for people to drop dead. <laughs> right. Sorry, you gotta actually... I'm gonna tell you something. What I believe, this, this thing was here in the United States long. It was but, here... Oh, here comes the conspiracy. Here, here conspiracy. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, another from what? Another conspiracy. It's conspiracy. Based on what? You and I talked earlier, Therapy. and we both had... I, I had... I had... was diagnosed as influenza B. Okay. Okay. You don't I, have corona. Yeah. You'd be dead it's the same symptom. No, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. No, wait, 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 wait. Oh, my God. Allow pull, me. pull it, pull it up. Hold up. Pull Allow it up. me to walk me Pull it up. Hold up. Pull it up. You were diagnosed with what? Influenza B. What were you, what were you prescribed? Theraflu, Tamiflu, Tamiflu, whatever that is. Tamiflu? Tamiflu, yep. Did it, go, <laughs> did it go away? It did. Okay. Do you know there's no vaccine for this? Yes, I'm right. aware of that. Okay, right. so the difference here is they can't... We don't know that, right? Oh, my God, we oh, do. you know the difference between... Oh, my God, we do know this. Okay. We yeah. do okay. know this. Yeah. They do okay. know the difference. First of all, one of the things the doctors... Okay. One of the things they said was... They said, if, they said one, of the, one of the easiest tests, they said, hold your breath for 10 seconds, mm -hmm. and if you do not cough uh, or let, in, in those 10 seconds... Then you more than likely are, aren't dealing with this because this is dealing with lungs. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. A very easy, just, just a simple thing to ask people to do. All right. If you ask hell your breath for 10 seconds and you start coughing after four or five, <laughs> I'm just saying you make you can't say <laughs> mm, it's allergies. I'm just saying it's one of those things. Everybody right. hold their breath. Right. Let's, see what, let's see what happens. Because if somebody start coughing in them 10 seconds, I'm getting up. All, 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 I'm, saying, all I'm saying this here is I, I, want, I want people watching. We do not want people to freak out. We don't want people to panic. Y'all, that was some video I saw yesterday about these ignorant-ass parents. One dude was sp spraying his son down with disinfectant. <laughs> No, literally, dog. Oh, and then, and th no, no, bro, no. And then you had this one sister who <laughs> had her child, uh -oh. straight ass, wrapped in garbage bags, um, <laughs> I, I, with a hat, bro, <laughs> with a skull. And, and, the, and the crazy thing is, it was whole. It was like holes in the area. It, you could, y'all. It was. A, it, okay, matter of fact, just, just Henry. Henry, go, 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 go. Play it, Henry.
They had a and don't nobody want their child to be sick and don't nobody want to take their virus to their house parents of children at treadwell middle and elementary schools are not playing around many wiped their kids down and some even sprayed them with disinfectant spray as they took them home one day wiped my children backpack down when i got them out of school sure they gave them gloves sure did. parents are doing this after they found out an employee who works at treadwell middle and elementary came in contact Wait with a person it. who tested positive for the coronavirus in Some took more measures. <laughs> even sprayed them with disinfectant spray as they took them home one day. Wiped my shoes and backpack down when I got them out of school. Sure did, gave them gloves. Sure did. Parents are doing this after they found out an employee who works at Treble Middle and Elementary came in contact Wait with a person it. who tested positive for the coronavirus in Memphis. Some took more <laughs> measures. Hey, y'all, I, okay, uh, okay, so listen, I, I need everybody who's at home listening, okay? <laughs> I need people to first of all calm the hell down. All right, all right. I mean, <laughs> wrapping your child in garbage bags right. is not gonna stop coronavirus. It's not, okay? Doc, they've already told us, first and foremost, you be washing your hands continuously. Continuously, okay? It means getting you. Getting you Perel or whatever needs to be 60% or more alcohol. Okay, keep it on you at all times as well. There are basic things that you can do. Okay, stop shaking hands. In fact, I was walking down the street, I saw a fraternity brother. Hey, Fred, no, mm -mm, mm -mm, no, uh uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Scott wouldn't shake my hand. That would be. <laughs> The frat, I know we used to the... I know oh, we used oh, the to the... Mighty Alphas. I know we oh, used you to can't the, shake the Mighty Alphas hand? No. Oh, Corona's I know coming we, between I know you we used to, and your frat brother. Yep. Something coming between you yep. and your frat brother. Yep. Well, I'm going to be your dad. And won't be, no, <laughs> won't, be, won't, won't be no... Won't be no Alpha grip. And let me tell you something. If these Kappas... If these ca Kappas, y'all can shake hands and oh, make us... y'all. Right. Y'all can we do the grip. We don't pass Corona. And when all, we don't pass and, Corona. And both of y'all fall the hell out... Guess what? We'll be the last one standing. <laughs> Still smarter than them. So all oh, I'm saying God. is, I just need people to, to do those things. But what, but what people also have to understand is that what is going on right now, y'all, is that there is going to be a serious economic yeah. fallout. And you have to understand, initially in New York City, Chinese restaurants lost significant business. Mm. People were not showing up. This thing is going to go beyond Chinese restaurants. Because the problem is where people are gathered. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be an issue. And so I just want people, brace for that, protect themselves. But again, be smart, but realize, and I'm telling y'all right now, hey, if you ain't got to buy it right now, don't buy it. Because I'm telling you, you better be watching your money. Because when this thing all of a sudden shifts, and where we're going, if you start seeing far more cancellations, it's going to hit different industries, and it's just going to keep spreading, spreading, spreading until we are able to deal with this coronavirus. Well, watch for the layoffs. Uh, yeah. I'm watch just, for I'm, the layoffs. But that's what I'm saying. That, that's a part of that whole right. deal. So right. I just want us to, like, and look, last point here, last point here. Stop this bullshit saying black people can't catch it. Yes. Okay? <laughs> yeah. That's not true. Yes. <laughs> okay, I need y'all to stop that. 
That's, that's going nonsense. around. I need y'all to stop that. That is going around. I need y'all to stop that, please. I heard you say uh, that. You a damn lie. You ain't never heard me say that. <laughs> you ain't never heard me say something stupid like that uh, about... Uh, about about this whole deal. Stop (laughs) stop sitting here. Also saying people in Africa have not gotten it. I'm looking now. Ivory Coast has got their first confirmation. Nigeria has five cases. uh, Of coronavirus. Well, only five is still uh, five. All right. Uh, Go to my my, uh, phone here, folks. Um, This here, MGM dropped this press release uh, today uh, where MGM informed guests and employees at the Southern Nevada Health District has confirmed a case of the 2019 coronavirus involving a guest at the Mirage. We were informed that an individual from New York who was a guest at the Mirage and an attendee, an attendee of the Women of Power Summit from March 5th through 8th, that's the Black Enterprise Summit, has tested positive for coronavirus. Upon learning of the individual's symptoms, Mirage staff worked in coordination with the state health district to implement MGM Resort's health and safety protocol. Uh, professional cleaners with expertise in this area are deep cleaning and sanitizing the individual's room as outlined in the company's health and safety procedures and in accordance with the CDC guidelines for eliminating the presence of the virus. Now, folks, I told you what happened at CPAC. One individual who was in, who, who was in the proximity of a number of high-ranking people shaking hands tested positive for coronavirus. There was a priest here in Washington, D.C., uh, shook the hands of 500 parishioners mm. who tested positive. Now that church is on lockdown. Uh, and so you see what happens here. And so, y'all, do not shake hands. Do not shake hands. Please, all right? If you're around somebody and they're sitting here coughing, guess what? You can sit here and say, well, I'm coughing in my... No, the droplets hit the floor. It still circulates. It can hit on surfaces as well. So simply take all the precautions. All right, y'all got to go to break. We come back. We're going to talk a little politics. Senator Bernie Sanders goes before the cameras to lay out what he is going to do next. And I got a couple of things to say to this sorry-ass New York State senator, uh, this Latina, who had the audacity last night to say she didn't care about any candidate who won in a Democratic deep red state. Yeah. What she really saying is she got a, she got a problem that black folks didn't support Bernie Sanders. I'm going to let y'all know who she is when we come back and let you know what I had to say about her last night. You're watching Roller Martin Unfiltered. Back in a moment. To me, there are no greater patriots in America's long history than the black citizens who are willing to die for a nation that was denying them their rights. Mike Bloomberg is the only Democratic presidential candidate that has a real plan to fight for those sacrifices that have been taken for granted for far too long. And I've got to think it was in hopes that their service and sacrifice might redeem those rights for their children and grandchildren. Introducing the Greenwood Initiative, a bold new plan to help black Americans create generational wealth. One, we will help a million more black families buy a house. Two, we will double the number of black-owned businesses. Three, we will help black families triple their wealth over the next 10 years to an all-time high. Mike will get it done. Visit MikeForBlackAmerica.com to learn more. They are concrete proposals that we can afford and that we can get done, and we will. I'm Mike Bloomberg, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. You want to check out Roland Martin Unfiltered? YouTube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. It's Roland Martin Unfiltered. See that name right there? Roland Martin Unfiltered. 
like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. And don't forget to turn on your notifications so when we go live, you'll know it. All right, so a lot of y'all always asking me about some of the pocket squares that I wear. Now, I don't know. Robert don't have one on. Nope. Now, I don't particularly like the white pocket squares. I don't like even the silk ones. And so I was reading GQ magazine a number of years ago, and I saw uh, this guy who had this, this pocket square here, and it looks like a flower. Uh, this is called a shibori pocket square. This is how the Japanese manipulate the fabric to create this sort of flower effect. So I'm going to take it out and then place it in my hand so you see what it looks like. And I said, man, this is pretty cool. And so I tracked down, the. it took me a year to find a company that did it. Uh, and so uh, they basically about 47 different colors. And so I love them because, again, as men, we don't have many accessories to wear. So we don't have many options. Uh, and so this is really a pretty cool uh, pocket square. Now, what I love about this here is you saw uh, when it's uh, in, in the pocket, you know, it gives you that flower effect like that. But... If I wanted to also, unlike other, because if I flip it and turn it over, it actually gives me a different type of texture. And so therefore it gives me a different look. So there you go. So uh, if you actually want to uh, get one of these Shibori pocket squares, we have them in 47 different colors. All you got to do is go to rollingthismartin.com forward slash pocket squares. So it's rollingthismartin.com forward slash pocket squares. All you got to do is go to my website uh, and you can actually uh, get this. Now, for those of you who are members of our Bring the Funk fan club, there's a discount for you to get our pocket squares. That's why you also got to be a part of our Bring the Funk fan club. Uh, and so that's what we want you to do. And so it's pretty cool. So if you want to jazz your look up, you can do that. In addition, uh, y'all see me with some of the feather pocket squares. My sister who's a designer. She actually makes these. They're all custom made. So when you also go to the website, you can also order one of the customized uh, feather pocket squares uh, right there at rollingsmartin.com forward slash pocket squares. So please do so. And of course, uh, it goes to support the show. And again, if you're a Brenda Funk fan club member, you get a discount. This is why you should join the fan club. All right, y'all, March 10th primary push Vice President Joe Biden closer to the Democratic nomination. On the other hand, Senator Bernie Sanders, yo, lost Michigan, Missouri, Mississippi, and Idaho, and Washington State, a state where, first of all, he won North Dakota, uh, but a state, Washington State, where he beat Clinton by 40 points. By 40 points in 2016, he's only up 0.2% against Biden with 67.5% of the vote in. Well, he did not speak last night, but today he held a news conference where many assumed he would buy out. I don't know what the hell they were thinking, because that was not going to happen. Sanders made it clear, I'm still in this thing. Let me begin by reiterating what I have said from day one of this campaign. And that is that Donald Trump is the most dangerous president in the modern history of our country, and he must be defeated. Tragically, we have a president today who is a pathological liar and who is running a corrupt administration. He clearly does not understand the Constitution of the United States and thinks that he is a president who is above the law. In my view, he is a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, a xenophobe, and a religious bigot. And he must be defeated. And I will do everything in my power to make that happen. 
Last night, obviously, was not a good night for our campaign from a delegate point of view. We lost in the largest state up for grabs yesterday, the state of Michigan. We lost in Mississippi, Missouri, and Idaho. On the other hand, we won in North Dakota, and we lead the vote count in the state of Washington, the second largest state contested yesterday, with 67% of the votes having been counted. We are a few thousand votes uh, on top. What became even more apparent yesterday is that while we are currently losing the delegate count, approximately 800 delegates for Joe Biden and 660 for us, we are strongly winning in two enormously important areas which will determine the future of our country. Poll after poll, including exit polls, show that a strong majority of the American people support our progressive agenda. The American people are deeply concerned about the grotesque level of income and wealth inequality in this country, and the American people want the wealthy and large profitable corporations to start paying their fair share of taxes. Overwhelming support for that. The American people understand that the federal minimum wage of $7.25 an hour is a starvation wage. They want to raise the minimum wage in this country to a living wage of at least $15 an hour. And the American people understand that if our kids are going to make it into the middle class of this country, we must make public colleges and universities and trade schools tuition-free. The American people understand that we cannot continue a cruel and dysfunctional health care system. And it is amazing to me to see that even in conservative states like Mississippi, there is an overwhelming understanding that we are now spending twice as much per capita on health care as do the people of any other country, while 87 million of us remain uninsured or underinsured. And this crisis, this absurd health care system, is becoming more and more obvious to the American people as we face the challenge of the coronavirus pandemic that we are currently experiencing. Imagine facing a pandemic and having 87 million people who are having a difficult time going to a doctor when they need. Mike Bloomberg is the only Democratic presidential candidate who understands that wealth creation and the current racial wealth gap is linked to past racism and has a plan to address the impact on black America. The crimes against black Americans still echo across the centuries and no single law can wipe out that slate clean. The time has come, I think, to fully commit ourselves to acknowledging our history and righting our country's wrongs. And that's exactly what I will do as president. It's called the Greenwood Initiative. One, we will help a million more black families buy a house. Two, we will double the number of black-owned businesses. Three, we will help black families triple their wealth over the next 10 years to an all-time high. Mike will get it done. Visit MikeForBlackAmerica.com to learn more. They are concrete proposals that we can afford and that we can get done, and we will. I'm Mike Bloomberg, and I approve this message. 
paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. All right, folks, um, let's let's talk about this here, okay? So, Lawrence, Sanders says, look, if you look at the polls where people are on these issues, but they're not voting for him. <laughs> and so, if you break this thing... If, no, I mean, no, it's just... And, and, and again, and what you have is... And, and somebody has to say it, and I ain't scared of none of y'all, okay? <laughs> but the Bernie supporters... Uh, the folks who are losing their mind right now on YouTube, <laughs> who are on Twitter, and who, oh, Biden's a sellout, he ain't done this, he ain't done that. This is very simple. Mm -hmm. If you run in against somebody, it's my ideas against your ideas. Whoever gets the most vote wins. Yeah. Well... And I then you have these progressives who are saying... <clears throat> I'll play in a second. Crystal Ball, one of them. Mm -hmm. I'll play what she had to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I said this. Maybe the progressives need to understand that there are actually more people who are not progressive <laughs> than them. Exactly. Yeah, there's a ceiling. Exactly. Sanders clearly has a ceiling. He hit that ceiling. He actually hit it with Hillary Clinton as well, who I thought was not as good a candidate as Joe Biden. Okay, and not as compelling a candidate as Joe Biden, because I think Biden is likely to attract more voters than she will, for a lot of reasons. One, unfortunately, of which is she's female. But at any rate, uh, one of the things I think the Sanders supporters have a little trouble figuring out is that, in fact, that ceiling is real. It's, it's, it shows itself every time we have voters competing. I mean, I mean, these candidates competing for votes. Mm -hmm. Now that we don't have as many candidates in the field, and it's effectively Bernie Sanders versus Joe Biden, that's when you really, really see it, okay? Mm -hmm. So his numbers are, are, are not as good as they were against Hillary Clinton. We just saw that in Michigan last night. And... Um, He's not doing as well as he was, for whatever reason. And I think, frankly, and, and we've seen this in Kentucky and in Virginia and, and uh, Alabama, people are laser-focused. People, meaning Team Blue, is la laser-focused in getting Donald Trump out of office, okay? You probably could put <coughs> almost any Democrat up there, but not any Democrat, because Sanders is not that Democrat. There is a, I think, a... He's not a Democrat at all. Well, yeah, the whatever. Democratic but socialist the, when it's convenient the point to is, run for president. The point is, if he did get the Democratic nomination, he effectively would be a Democrat, because he would be the Democratic nominee. I mean, I get it. I, I get it. But he's not going to be the Democratic nominee. No, no. It's going to be Joe Biden, <laughs> and that's what's going but, but, to happen. But, so, I mean, what... The point is, he doesn't have enough votes. So I, I get what their arguments are, and actually, I think the Sanders people have a, a lot of good points. They're not viable arguments. They're, they're talking... Elections about one thing: Can you get one more vote than the next Absolutely. guy? Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. You can't buy votes. Absolutely. You can't steal votes. At least, arguably, you can't steal <coughs> votes. They're doing. They're doing a but... bigger thing. Their bigger thing is they want to talk about poverty and in income inequality in a way that Biden won't talk about. I that. agree. But I agree. But at the end of the day, when those two names appear on the ballot, Trump, Biden. That's what this is going to be it's, about. And, and it's so a popularity contest, This idea too. that Biden can't is. win is nonsense. But, 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 <laughs> it's but, but, total but, nonsense. But, but, of course but, but, he can win. And the movement's but, not big enough but, to win the nomination. But, it's wait not a minute. big but, enough. But also, here's the piece, though. And, and this is the thing that really bugs me. <laughs> I mean, like, it... it, it like Did it, you open it, your like eyes? It, no, you don't understand. It really <laughs> bugs me. These folks want a movement to move like a moment. Mm -hmm. When moments actually lead to movements. Movements take time. If I talked about the black freedom movement, some call the civil rights movement, what we're now dealing with is December 1st, 1955. 
King's assassination, Fair Housing Act, nine days later, April 1968. Mm -hmm. That's 13 years. And that, that's not even the completion of the movement. That just, that's like the, the core of the movement is 13 years. Sanders runs for president in 2015. It's 2020. It's five years. Oh, my God. <laughs> Didn't work. Oh, my God. We're not going to vote. I'm going to leave the top blank. Right. You know. Well, the difference it's, it's, is they it's, didn't it's, have Donald Trump, who's a major factor right. in his movement. No, no, but, but, the, but, but it's five years. Urgency. No, no, but the whole point I'm making is, if you, in order to build a movement, what you have to do is stop bitching and whining and stop, I'm taking my ball home because I ain't get what I want and realize, you know what? We got to keep building. We got to keep organizing. Reverend William Barber, Moral Mondays. Moral Mondays started a decade ago. Yep. Let, let me, for all y'all Bernie people, for all y'all Bernie people who are watching right now, pull your damn notepad out or your phone out and take some goddamn notes. Because, see, this is what's pissing me off with them. Moral Mondays started when 16 people got arrested in the state capitol in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. right. That thing built, 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 oh, hundreds, then thousands, then multiple thousands, they're all across the state. Republicans barred Reverend Barber for even, even, even coming to the state capitol. He sues. They're fighting. They're suing. They're going at them. They're suing. They're fighting. They file a state lawsuit, federal lawsuit. All that sort of stuff happened. Then it's sitting here, voter suppression, gerrymandering. It's sitting, North, Carolina, North Carolina Republican Party is just sitting here passing stuff, passing stuff, transgender bathroom bill, voter suppression, all this sort of stuff. Still fighting, still fighting, still fighting. Today, Roy Cooper, Democrat governor. Today, Democrats have a majority on the state Supreme Court, and they've invalidated most of those uh, procedures. Today, <clears throat> Democrats, they've because they won the argument about racial gerrymandering, today, because of their fight, they actually got the political gerrymandering. Now you're going to see fair congressional districts. Now you're actually going to see more potential folks elected who support the moral money issues and those who are against. That was 11 damn years. If they took the attitude of the Bernie people, I'm just going to stop. I ain't going to vote. <laughs> I ain't going to vote. <laughs> My God, I'm not going to vote. And that's what we're dealing with here. Movements take time to build. And if you believe in the issues, what you do is you say it for the day, get your ass up, dust yourself off, and say... We've got to go back out there to organize and mobilize. Right. That is what is driving me crazy about these whiny-ass people who, I, I, I know, I, just, I got some black dude, I'm going to put his ass on the show. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm voting for Trump because Bernie didn't win. No. No, no. He ain't a real no, 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 uh, Bernie supporter. But, but, here's, <laughs> but, but, but here's the deal. And I, 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 I tweeted this. Sure how in the hell can you say you're a Bernie supporter? And then go vote hey. for Trump. How? How can you say you're a Bernie supporter? <laughs> And Trump is the... You just heard everything <laughs> Bernie just said about him. Trump. Your dumb ass say, I'm going to go vote for Trump. Or 
I'm gonna leave the top of the line blank because you know what? They keep telling us we gotta vote for any Democrat, so I'm just not gonna vote at all. So you don't mind four more years mm -hmm. of this? Well, see, I think the reason that happened, though, in 2016 was they were under the stupid impression that Trump was reflecting some of Bernie's. With that sort of America first argument, the, and remember, Bernie was polling well against Trump, I think, for a reason. People wanted disruption. They wanted something different. Mm -hmm. And But now we know, of course, for a fact that that was all nonsense. But I, I think it was nonsense then, and it was easy to recognize, but now we definitely know it's nonsense. And so now everybody's completely abandoned that idea. Oh, no, I got, I got uh, Elijah James, Scott, right here. <laughs> this ain't nothing but trying to shame black people into voting for Democrats. No, dumbass. <laughs> this is all about I got evil over here. I got a man over here who is against everything Bernie Sanders stands for. I got a man over here who is rolling back civil rights protections in every federal agency in the government. I got a man over here who's appointed nearly 200 federal judges, nearly all of them white men, far right wing, many of them grossly unqualified, who if he wins another four years, likely will be have appointed 500 federal judges that will be in control of federal judiciary for the next 50 years. So every progressive idea that you like if it did get passed by Congress, would get sued, and guess who would hear the lawsuit? The 500 federal judges Trump is likely going to get. But I'm trying to get somebody to vote Democrat. No, I'm trying to get you not to vote for stupid. Well, a no vote for a no, no. vote in the election is a, is a vote for Trump. But, yeah. but here's the deal. I've always thought that this election in 2020, what was really working as kind of undergirding all of this is the vote for Biden is really a vote for stability. That we've had the we've had the Trump and the disruption, and we wanted to, the voters wanted the disruption, and we had four years of that. And now I think the electorate, whether you're Republican, Democrat, or independent, those people that vote at a higher rate, because let's not talk about the young, let's not forget the young people who are for Bernie aren't voting in the numbers they did four years ago. That 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 the country wants stabilization. It wants some normalcy. It wants to get back to American values versus Trump values, and Trump values may be shared by that 40% that would vote for him no matter what. But the America, black, <coughs> white, yellow, or brown, wants to get back to what it's always been or what it's promised all of us to be. And under Trump, four years wears on you and you start to believe, I don't care who you are, that you know what, this ain't right. And we may have lower taxes for corporations and the rich folks. We may have a big deficit, even though we don't have a re rehabilitation plan or, a, um, or investing money to get the economy going again. That normalcy would sound good. And now, if we want a revolution, maybe we do our re revolution later, but Bernie may not be around for that revolution <coughs> in eight years, and he's trying to do it this time. But guess what, He's though? never going to get voters like me, though. Guess what? And I make up most of the Democratic Why Party. Is that? Guess what? AOC... Why, why isn't he I'd ever going to I'd love to, be, I'd love to have free uh, college tuition, even though all my daughters are grown. Uh, I'd love to have... What's his other free... But in a choice Medicare between Trump and Bernie, who maybe, would you vote for? As long as I had a choice, right? Between Trump and Ver Bernie, who would you vote for? Well, I'd have to vote for Bernie. Right. Bernie's not going to get the nomination. I'm just saying, though. And so, no, no, no. First of all, hold on. Question asked, question answered. Derek. 
Here's the thing that, that again... Are you cutting me off? I had more points to make. <laughs> First of all, you need to hurt hell up. Derek, here's the whole deal. Here's, a, here's the deal here that, again, when you begin to analyze this deal, and I'm going to go ahead and play this here. Uh, Henry, go ahead and uh, uh, go to my uh, phone right here. So, this, so this, is, this is... Let me put it on pause. So, y'all, this, this is Crystal Ball, co-host of the morning show on the Hill TV, on the Young Turks with Yank Uger, Big, both of them huge Bernie Sanders supporter. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of stupidity I'm talking about. Word message moving forward. But Chris, I gotta ask, what's our alternative? I mean, are we, uh, are, I don't think it's tenable for progressives to uh, threaten to vote for Trump. I think that's nuts. I would never do that. Um, I would never vote for Donald Trump either. But you can leave it blank. As of today, I'm an undecided voter because here's the thing, Jake. Donald Trump is awful. The next Republican will be awful. And if they always can say, look, you've got to vote for us no matter what, you've got no other choice, then they're always going to treat us like this because you have no power in that situation if you're just going to show up and vote for them anyway. So I know people aren't going to want to hear that, but I think that is the reality of the situation that we face right now. Uh, Crystal, you, you brought up really fast. Derek, yes, sir. 2016, Eddie Glaude, you see on MSNBC, made the exact same argument. Mm. We got to teach them a lesson, leave the top blank. Mm. I said, Eddie, you stood crazy as hell. I disagree with him then. <clears throat> and I, I told, we would tweet today. I said, I disagree with your ass now. And he said, <clears throat> we're all in this thing together about getting Trump out, not giving him four more years. I said, well, hell, Eddie, his ass shouldn't have had the first four years. Right. And I'm like, you were part of that problem. And part of the problem, and again, and the thing is, it's here. Black people more than anybody else, more than anybody else, know you don't stop swinging. 1964, Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party goes to Atlantic City. They want to be seated. LBJ is like, look, y'all ain't getting away in my convention and my nomination. I got to win. Got to keep the South together. Dr. King is standing with him. Fan Lou Hamer puts that purse on that table. She testifies. LBJ tells uh, the head of the AFL-CIO, you tell King you're going to take all of his labor money out of the movement if he don't back this uh, compromise. Now, the King had no choice because he knew without the labor money movement, <clears throat> wasn't no movement. He said, y'all take the deal. Bob Moses, Van Lou Hamer, all of them were hurt by it. Went back home after that angry. But they ain't stop. <clears throat> and that's the point I'm saying. What you don't do is get so pissed off and angry that you stop and then you run home and say, I give up. No, you fight another day. Well, or you give us Trump. That's the problem <laughs> with these privileged-ass millennials. That's just how they are. Uh-oh. Period. I uh -oh. said it. They all feel like they're privileged-ass the the privileged the millennials. The Bernie bros and are going to be on you in a minute. They're going to be on you in an hour. They're going to be on you. And that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Give me my ball, I'm going home. Because everything ain't my way. And so they're going to... This girl said it right there. And if, Bern, if Bernie's not on the ticket, I'm going to stay home. That's ridiculous. If your goal is to defeat it's this... It's illogical, too. It's illogical. It's illogical. And if the goal is to defeat this man in office, then that's not going to win. That's not going to get you there. But that's... Uh, Biden ain't going to beat Trump, either. You know, the other thing, because this is what you <laughs> say. I, 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 I think Biden can beat him. Go, go ahead, go ahead. You know what else may be at play? Because you talked about millennials. The millennials will always say to you, you what are you going to do for the millennials? Right? Exactly! With a... With dripping with entitlement. And my generation, I'm at the end of the greatest generation, or the <laughs> baby boomers, I'm right at that end, 
We've always asked, we've always asked, what can we do for whatever the movement or initiative is? And that's a very important distinction because that mentality of entitlement means we owe them something. Exactly. And we don't owe them exactly. anything. Exactly. And you got to go get it if you want it. There are not enough progressives in the U.S. for Bernie to win or for those initiatives to take place. Let me, let me, well, let, they're Warren, not. He's let, tapped let me, out. He's maxed out with the let, 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 let me. different let me, paradigm. Go ahead, go ahead, Lauren, go ahead. Of, uh, I just, I just. Wait, 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 wait Lauren, go ahead, go ahead. In terms of what they've dealt with growing up historically, obviously the World War II generation had World War II and the Vietnam generation had Vietnam. I think it's a different paradigm, quite frankly, when your friends are dying. We have 58,000 Americans die in a war. Uh, we have, you know, friends of yours at 18, 19 years old who are losing their life. The millennials haven't really had to deal with that type of life and death issue. Their biggest issues have been economic, like affordability for college, et cetera. And I think that changes the game. When, when your mortality is standing in front of you and you've got decisions to make based on that, that's a lot different. Than previous. Nor did they go through the civil rights movement. Right. They didn't go through the civil rights movement. Really interesting dynamic. Let me say this, and I'm real clear. That is, every generation has his own issues, what he wants to focus on. What I don't do is, millennials, y'all this, y'all that. This is very simple for me. This is extremely simple, and this applies to Gen Z, millennials, Gen X, Baby boomers, this applies to every voting block. Get your ass up and vote. Period. That, let me be clear, y'all. Mm. That's it. That is not an attack on any generation. What I am arguing is if you want to do something, if you want to see something change, you got to get it. What can't happen, which is where I actually thought you were going, mm -hmm. what can't happen is for, and I've seen these tweets on my timeline. <laughs> um, <clears throat> y'all not taking into account us yes I am is us voting there you go. see he, here's what can't happen yep. you can't look to me as a Gen Xer and tell me that I need to take you into account but you don't vote but you don't do nothing. so what you're really saying yeah. is you want me to stand my ass in line. And carry it for you. What you're saying is you want <laughs> me to show up <laughs> in the primary and in the general to vote so you don't. Now, let me be real clear. I am not saying that millennials and Gen Z did not vote. That's not... They did vote. When you look at the numbers, when you look at the available number of Gen Z and millennials, Making up 40% of the population, I think those were the numbers. It's one of the numbers I heard, 40%. But making up in some states 6 and 8% of that. the total electorate, what that means is you're not maximizing your power. So you can't ask somebody else. <laughs> Booyah! <laughs> right. To fight my battle if I ain't trying to fight. And that just makes don't make any sense. I think the numbers are, actually are not that bad. I think they're capped at, I think, 24 years old. And their two biggest issues seems to be health insurance and college affordability. What, what numbers are not bad? Uh, Climate change, voting, too. Uh, voting for young people. No, the numbers are bad. Yeah. I think they're not that no, bad. No, they are bad. Yeah, they're not no, that bad. No, if you look at... I mean, voting at, numbers are bad across the board. No, 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 no. I'm talking about... <laughs> people don't I'm talking about uh, the, the, the number of people turn out to vote. In terms of... In terms of that 18 to 30 24, category... 18 to 30 category... 
it's been like six, eight, ten of, of a total electorate. You mean and so state the problem, wise or national? No, no, no. I'm talking about when you when, in each one of these states. If you go break, look, look at those exit polling numbers. So here's the problem. So the problem is you bitching about older voters, mm -hmm. but older voters are voting at this level. Yeah. But then you're like, older but but there, yeah. then right. But the problem is demographic numbers are here. Mm -hmm. So take youth out of the deal. It's the same thing I, I've been saying to Latinos for a decade. Mm -hmm. Don't come in with your demographic numbers. <laughs> then look at your voting numbers. So your demographic numbers are, oh, we make up this. Mm -hmm. But this your demographic numbers, but your voting oh, numbers here. Yeah, and I keep saying to Latinos, you are never going to be able to maximize your demographic numbers mm -hmm. until you maximize your vote numbers. And this is why black voters are the most important voters, because we show the hell up. Yes! <laughs> Every yes. single time. So, so, Every so, single and, time. And, that's, and, so and we show the hell up over 90% the Democratic Party. Right. And you so know, what I'm trying to get... demographics are, to me, really sort of meaningless. So, so what, I'm, try <laughs> so, so what I'm trying to get young voters to understand is ain't nobody gonna save you but you. But you can't keep saying to the 65, you ain't shit because you voted for Biden. But your ass didn't vote. And Biden won. The bottom line is here. This election would look totally different mm -hmm. if the young folks who say, Absolutely. I'm with Bernie, showed Absolutely. up. Bernie, let me just go ahead and cut it. Bernie Sanders thought they were going to show up. <laughs> Bernie's entire deal was, I could turn out young voters, Disaffected voters, especially disaffected white voters. He was over three. Yeah. Well, that splits in half. I mean, the white vote splits in half. No, 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 no. Red and said, blue. No, 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 no. No, it does not split in half. It's a split in half. Since no, 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 no. Since 1964. Yeah, since 1964, it's primary. decreased. No, 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 no. Decrease. No, no, not even, de no, not even decrease. We know that. Since 1964, I mean, no Dems got more than 39% of the white vote. What did the, what white, what did the white women do? No, 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 no. Listen, no, no, no. Follow me here. It's not half and half. It's not half and half. No Democrat since 64 has gotten more than 39% of the white vote. So what I'm saying is, Bernie was saying, I, my message can bring out disaffected white voters. What I'm saying is there's absolutely no data that shows that actually happened. So one of the reasons why he's losing is because he banked on this group to turn out mm -hmm. and pretty much ignored that group and that group didn't turn out. What group did he ignore? But he promises that that movement... <laughs> He promises he that that movement would bring others along. No, what did he ignore? I'm serious. What do you mean? What did Bernie ignore? I'm just asking. What did he ignore? Yeah, I'm just asking. Relax. What group did he ignore? Really? Black America. Yeah, really. Bernie Sanders... No, when you, you said the disaffected black white... People? I'm talking about for white... I, I know he ignored black vote. I'm no, saying... No, Bernie, you know, Bernie Sanders ignored 45 plus. Ber Bernie Sanders tried to build a movement yeah. that was driven by... 18 to 35. Right, okay. And that sounded great. Right. But the problem is, right. if you don't bring them out... Yeah. Hey. I think his... I think what he was actually trying to do was sort of channel, you know, most of the country, which is middle class and lower middle class. He's trying to do a poverty thing. And, and I just... At the end of the day, the powers that be, and I'm not trying to suggest the establishment stopped him. I'm not getting into that. Mm -hmm. But I do think that that's a conversation that's very hard to have in the Democratic Party. But he Party, couldn't get you know? the 45 and olders to join this movement that had all this energy because his movement theory was, 
I excite the base. Right. They're young. They can be black or white. Right. I got young independents, but I can. They can join, and we'll come along, and we'll transform not only the party, but we can beat Trump. Well, that I, hasn't happened I, I yet. I went to you a Sanders rally two weeks ago in uh -huh. Richmond, Virginia, and there were a tremendous number of young people there. I was really surprised at that. Okay. I mean, you can't really from they're not voting. No, wait, wait. No, no, wait, wait. Wait, wait. What did you say? You said there was a tremendous number of young people there in Richmond. Where? Richmond, Virginia. Where? Uh, Richmond, it was, it was... At a what? It was at a... Rally. It was a rally. Right. It was yeah. at a rally. Yeah. Did it translate to the voting box? Uh, I guess not. That's my point. I'm just saying. And, 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 I'm just no, saying no, there were no, a lot of young people there. No, no, no. I'm, but you're not I'm not saying it translated to anything. No, no, no. No, no, no. But that's, per, no, but that's <laughs> precisely know. my point. Okay. My point is... It's one. I mean, here's, here's we're talking the universe of of hundred and what, what is it, hundred twenty million people. So I get that one rally does not translate into sixty million No, 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 no. I'm taking your one rally, and now I'm extrapolating that. I, uh, I know, and, and but I, I'm not extrapolating. No, I am. I'm just no, no, saying. No, I am. <laughs> I'm just saying I, it was one no, rally no, no, in Richmond. No, no, no. That's all I, I'm saying. I, I am. <laughs> no, I am because here's why. Because here's why. No, I am. No, 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 no. I am because here's why. All the Bernie's, a lot of Bernie's people. And especially a lot of people in the media, mm -hmm. oh my God, look at it's 7,000 at a rally. <laughs> it's 9,000. We did that with Obama. We did do no, that. no, no, no. Hold up. Oh, yeah, we did. I, first of all, hold up. No, no, no. no. Uh, no we first were like, of all, oh my God, no, no, no. Obama didn't have 79,000 at a rally. He had 100,000 in Oregon. Right. That was a whole different ball. No, but follow me here. Let me finish uh -huh. the other point. Uh -huh. They were like, oh my God, mm -hmm. Joe, Joe Kane put in 500 people in the room. Mm -hmm. He could. Yeah, we did do that. I mean, Right, and so... But well, excitement does no, 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 mean no, no, something. No, 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 I mean, follow you know, me here, follow me here. Energy does mean something. No, 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 follow me here. <laughs> but, but my point is this mm -hmm. here. You can have 7,000 at a rally. Right. But will 70,000 show up at the polls? And the problem is you got to get them. Yeah. What Reverend Barber and the Poor People's Campaign and what they've been doing, mm -hmm. what they have not been doing is sitting here going, y'all need to discuss poverty. They've not been having their meetings in Washington, D.C., and just going to the DNC and the RNC. You know where they've been? Idaho. Right. Mm -hmm. Kansas. Mm -hmm. They've been going to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. They've been in... I'm Y'all, they've been in Idaho. They, they, they had a 1,000 folks at a Jewish temple uh, in Los Angeles. They've been all around the country. They, they've been going to places where nobody... Democrat or Republican shows up. Right. Because what he understood with Moral Mondays in November is I can't just talk about what somebody should be talking about. You got to go to the people mm -hmm. and mobilize and organize. And in fact, one of his, one, somebody even asked him, they said, there were 2,500 people at this event and you weren't even a speaker. Right. And he said, well, that's the point. Right. We shouldn't have to get 2,500 showing up just because I'm showing up. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm trying, that's what I'm, I need these Bernie people to understand, that if you want to actually build the movement, you got to build, B-U-I-L-D, which means that you've got to do that. If you say we need to take our progressive values and we need to take it state to state, city to city, county to county, town to town, neighborhood to neighborhood, city, you know, block by block, street by street, house by house, that's how you build movements. You don't build movements on Twitter. You don't build movements just talking about it. You've got to actually do it. And then once you talk to them mm -hmm. and you got them, now you got to get the second step, you got to get them registered. 
Now, if you get them registered, you got to get them to the primary. Then after the primary, you got to get them to the general. It's a four-step process. It's not, hey, we got a rally. Hope to see y'all on Tuesday. We good. But if those young people who are his core supporters won't vote in the numbers he, he needs, he's not going to be able to convince others like me and who are more moderate voters to join the movement. You got to keep winning to join the movement, to get someone like me to join the movement and others. I don't know that it's an age. I mean, not, I, you know what? I, I ain't got to get... No, it's not, not, not it's, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's demographic. You know what? No, no, no. I ain't got to get you to join. What you got to get me to do? If this group over here, Derek, has a larger block of people, and if I focus on mobilizing and organizing this group, I can overwhelm you. The problem <laughs> is, if I don't mobilize and organize this group, and I'm hoping they turn out, you can whip my ass every single time because you like, yo, that ain't going to happen. Right. Derek, that's just real basic. <clears throat> it's real basic, guys, but I think, too, something else that we, we, we haven't talked about, his policies. It just didn't make sense for America, period. And we talk about the voter not showing up, the younger voter, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they probably did. The older voter, though, you look at some of the stuff that Bernie Sanders putting out, it just don't make sense. Even some of the stuff that Biden is talking about, what do you mean, like make. paying for Medicare for all? Yeah. No. Or paying if for free college Scott tuition? If I may, Scott Bolden, last week, last week, to your point. Last week, I testified, was invited back to give witness testimony before the House Natural Resources Committee for a hearing for H.R. 5435, put out for, uh, by Representative Geraldo from Arizona. Mm-hmm. This piece of legislation seeks to remove every job in the oil and gas industry by 2032. How in the hell are we going to do that? How is that even possible? Well, what was in the bill? <laughs> you, you went to support it or oppose it. I went to oppose it. Okay. That's the main thing. The, the bill is the American land and water public... American Public Land, Water, and Climate Change Act solution. All right. That's not a solution. Yeah, but there are a lot of high-paying green jobs that would Scott, come from Scott, we that. cannot... You cannot change the industry overnight. I don't think the bill wants First to First of all, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did, carve out hold a building. Hold up, hold up. Y'all not going to tell me. Y'all go read the bill. Wait, but hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> go read the bill. I'm did, telling did, you what did, it did said. Did you just say by 2032? 2032, that's 12 years from now. Well, that, ain't over, that, that, that ain't overnight. Industry that ain't in overnight. That ain't overnight. That's not overnight. It took 100 years to get here. It is not going to change in 12. If y'all believe that, then I got some... I got some... Well, well, he... Some beachfront property for If y'all believe that, believe it. Here's what I know. That's why the shit ain't working. Kind here's of what I know. What I know is real simple. And I know. And that I is that it. is that I, I, I. <laughs> what I'm saying is just this. Bernie Sanders has a likability factor too. That's that bars Look, him from. I, I'm a not lot even. Of no, no, I was I, people, I'm not even gonna go down the whole likability. Like all that's not a rabbit hole. No, no, that's no. a reality. All I'm saying is this here. He's definitely has. This is very simple. Fact. You have to be able to move people to act and to vote. Now let, let, let me let me do this here, y'all. I got I got to deal with this here. So last night I was on Twitter. And there's this state senator out of New York. Um, y'all, her name is uh, Julia <laughs> Salazar. And I was lighting that ass up last <laughs> night. Now, what she also has done, y'all, she deleted a bunch of these tweets. But basically what she did is she tweeted that she didn't get that she didn't want to hear nothing about any candidate who won in the Democratic primary from a deep red state. And that's why I'm so I'm sitting here looking for uh, some of the uh, some of the tweets that she sent out because it was it was it was very problematic for me uh, what she was sending out and what was interesting is that y'all at one point she even 
uh, criticized, she even criticized um, uh, Mike Espy because Mike Espy was one of the folks who endorsed uh, who endorsed Joe Biden. And so she was really in her feelings last night um, because uh, of this. And let me find this tweet. Uh, like I said, no, 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 because she <laughs> mad. She mad because Bernie didn't win. Okay. So here's go to my go to my uh, uh, pad. To be clear, I mean the presidential primary, which I do not associate with other federal Democratic primaries because in my state they're two months apart. Uh, but SB also endorsed Joe Biden, so I also don't care much what his political commentary is. Okay, that's 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 one thing that she said. Um, I'm, go- I'm trying to find... Now, Now, just so y'all know, come back to me. Just so y'all know, know the problem is she, she went and deleted a whole bunch of... That's why her tweets are not... She deleted a whole bunch of tweets. But she said, I don't care about any Democrat who wins a presidential primary in a deep red state. Why is that problematic? Because really what she was... What, really what she is saying is um, we ain't gonna win them states in November anyway. So why are we even listen to the people who vote in these deep red states? Because they're not going to matter. Okay, that, that's, that's really what she's saying. Okay. Now, what she's really saying is, all y'all black folks don't really give a damn what y'all think. <laughs> this was the exact same. A lot of, there were white Bernie supporters who were saying this very same thing in 2016. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason that offended me when she said, well, she don't care about Mike Espy's political commentary. How your ass a Democratic state senator and avowed socialist, but you say you support Democratic policies, but then you're going to shit on Mike Espy, but you need the Senate. <laughs> right. Hal <laughs> <Kyle> Cunningham <laughs> is running against Tom Tillis in North Carolina. That's the South. Mm-hmm. You could beat Tom Tillis and pick up his seat, but you don't give a damn about deep red states and who wins Democratic primary. Right. You've got Doug Jones who's either going to face crazy-ass Tommy Tuberville right. or Jeff Sessions in Alabama, but you want to shit on southern states. Mike Espy lost to Sidney High Smith by 68,000 votes in 2018. If you actually mobilize people, you can actually, you can actually win that because of the number of black people who were eligible or who did not vote and the number of broke-ass white folks who want them rural hospitals, but if you actually cared. Now you got... Uh, you got a runoff. Royce West, state senator, might be running uh, for the Senate in Texas. John Cornyn, numbers a week. Deep red state. So what, you don't care about that as well? I can go down the line. But this is what happens when you are a short-sighted, ignorant Sanders supporter, where you're so pissed off that what you want to do is... And let's just, I'm just put all the chips in the middle of the table... There are Bernie Sanders supporters who are pissed off at black people in South Carolina because Mm. that's who revived the campaign of Joe Biden. Mm. They had Joe Biden on the ropes. They had him sweating, heart palpitations, his career. He was like Lazarus needing Jesus to come and blow some breath into his body. And black people in South Carolina... Blew some breath into Joe Biden's body and Bernie supporters are mad as hell. So don't sit... And then she's like, well, no, y'all know I'm not talking about people who fought for the right to vote. Damn that. If you shit on black people who voted for Joe Biden in Mississippi, you shitting on Fannie Lou Hamer. You shitting on Bob Moses. You shitting on the Mississippi Democratic Freedom Party. All these black people who fought all these years to make it possible, but you're sitting your narrow ass in New York State 
okay, where you're comfortable in Brooklyn, but you ain't... Not only that, Democrats could pick up a damn U.S. Senate seat in Georgia. Mm -hmm. Two up. Mm -hmm. But you want to shit on deep red southern states by saying, I don't give a damn who wins the primary down there, when the turnout could in the primaries could affect who comes out and wins in the general. But you got folks like this who put that nonsense out on Twitter, and then, well, y'all... Or did she block Y'all, y'all, the hell no, she, she ain't block me. Y'all, y'all <laughs> ain't support my person, Bernie. But then you want to trash people from the South who living in places knowing full well they're Republican legislatures, but they still fighting their ass off, but you want to blow them off because you don't like it because they ain't support Bernie. Given what Alrighty, Abrams did in Georgia... <laughs> and given what... Show? Yes. Given, given Kentucky... Did you tell him all this? No. Given Kentucky and what Abrams did in Georgia and given Alabama... And, and given and uh, a Democratic governor in Louisiana... And Virginia. It's in Louisiana, that's right. You would think that the thinking would be quite different, but everything that you just said is just really just a reflection of what many liberal Democrats do all the time, which is really sort of disregard... You know, black people are here to help us get in power. Black people are here to help us go forward. We don't want you running anything. We don't want you in control of anything. You're, you're to help us get to where we want to go. And your issues don't matter. Meanwhile, you're supposed to help us with our shit. Okay, I, that's I, the other I, thing. I tweeted, I that's tweeted the other last thing. night. <laughs> I said, because this woman, she's... Oh, and not only that, she's a member of the black Puerto Rican Latino, uh, Latino uh, caucus uh, in the New York State Assembly. Uh, uh, I spoke two years ago uh, at the New York... at, at, at their her name? Her name is uh, State Senator Julia Salazar. And, I, and the reason I'm the reason I'm spending the time to call her out, Scott, mm -hmm. is because the problem here is this is why Democrats have not done well in the South because they blow it off. Uh, we, we ain't got no chance of winning. If if, St if Stacey Abrams did not bust her ass right. to register those people, find them, guess what? Mm -hmm. That state wouldn't be in play. Right. Mm -hmm. North Carolina. If black folks did not mobilize and organize and stop the Republicans in the last 10 years, North Carolina had one of the lowest voting participation uh, numbers in the damn country. And they got Jamie When they changed their laws, when they changed their laws, and in 2008 roll around, Obama won North Carolina by 14,100 votes. They went from the bottom to the top five, and then Republicans said, oh, hell no, we ain't gonna have this, and they changed the laws there. And so it offends me as a native Texan okay, <laughs> who I'm watching what's happening in Texas, again, for this dumbass state senator. Right. When you have 500,000 new people moving to Texas every single year, the suburbs in Texas yeah. have changed. Republicans are freaking the hell out in Texas. Mm -hmm. Dallas County, where Dallas is, used to be a deep red county. Now it's a deep blue county. Most of them come and, from California. And, uh, right, right. And see, here's what I love about it. The Republican governors, Rick Perry and Abbott, they keep going to California, recruiting the companies, mm -hmm. saying, bring y'all business to Texas, <laughs> not realizing they bring in Democratic voters. <laughs> but, but when you trash the decision of... And what she's really saying is, y'all don't count. Mm -hmm. We should only be listening to the blue states because mm -hmm. we ain't gonna win y'all in November. So who y'all pick? And so it offends her with the delegates in these southern yeah, states. It's not smart either. The courts have been looking at voter suppression in these red states, and we've been winning a lot. Secondly, there are a lot of states in the South, uh, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, these Senate races, which is 
in my opinion, more important in some circumstances than the presidential race. Absolutely. They're competitive. I mean, uh, Amy McGrath in Kentucky is running a strong race. Um, uh, Graham, Senator Graham in North Carolina, Harrison, South Carolina. Jamie Harris. South, Jamie South Harris, Carolina. Running a hard race and strong race and running neck and neck in the polls. And I know that's just a snapshot, but the but the red states are in play. You have over 100,000 potential Democratic votes from the legislation in Florida for those who are returning citizens. Uh, there's a lot to look at, a lot to play with, and a lot to believe in these red states that the Dems have a shot because of African Americans. I, I, I we cannot forget that. I'm not going to let nobody, white or Latino, mm -hmm. trash black people from the South for having the audacity to vote in an election and say that this is who we want for. Because yeah. you know what? If this election was based on white folks in Iowa and New Hampshire. <laughs> right now, right now, Buddha Judge would be leading, Clay Klobuchar would be at the top, yeah. and guess what? They'd be getting crushed everywhere else. But mm -hmm. you got folks, because they support Sanders, now you all mad. Yo, guess what? Somebody gonna lose in an election. It's simple as that. So you I'm... You gotta win. Just right, go, I, I, go just win. Not, but what you're not gonna do... But what you're not gonna do... But what you're not gonna do... You're not gonna shit on black people. <laughs> okay. That's what you're not gonna do. We got... <laughs> we well, ain't really talking about y'all. Yes, right, you are. Right. We ain't foolish. All right, y'all. Mike Bloomberg is the only Democratic presidential candidate that has a real plan for black youth in education. It's called the Greenwood Initiative. We'll make public college tuition free for all low-income students. We'll forgive college loans for students who were exploited by failed for-profit colleges. Mike knows investing in our teachers is investing in our children. We'll also recruit more black and Latino teachers as we did in New York City because studies show they can make all the difference. And we'll also invest much more in heavily historically black colleges and universities because many of the HBCUs are struggling. And the first step to achieving generational wealth is taken in the classroom. We'll incentivize state and localities to create financial literacy classes. Mike will get it done. Visit MikeForBlackAmerica.com to learn more. They're concrete proposals that we can afford and that we can get done, and we will. I'm Mike Bloomberg, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. Man, I hate to report this story. Houston megachurch pastor, Reverend Kirby John Caldwell, pastors Windsor Village United Methodist Church, the largest church oh in God. the United Methodist Church, mm -hmm. pleaded guilty today after being accused of defrauding people of millions using phony bonds. He was indicted two years ago in federal court on wire fraud and money laundering charges. Caldwell and his investment advisor partner, Gregory Smith, sold nearly $3.5 million in worthless pre-revolutionary Chinese bonds to the elderly and vulnerable investors. Both men face years in federal prison if convicted. Well, first of all, they pled guilty. Uh, and already, as a part of the plea deal, uh, Kirby John Caldwell has to pay back a final $250,000. Uh, he, he's he's going to pay back uh, nearly $2 million to investors before the sentencing takes place. And is going to face anywhere from five to seven years in prison. Uh, forfeit uh, a home uh, that he also owns in Houston. And so uh, a lot of folks were shocked. Uh, no, that ain't my church. No, uh, no, no, no. No, I, no, yeah, no I'm from Houston. I, I'm at Church Without Walls. I've spoken at Windsor Village. I've known Kirby John Caldwell for years, many people, uh, of course, when he was so indicted, when he's, uh, I just read the damn story. I, I, what the hell? Were you not paying attention? I'm not even done reading the story. So he was indicted two years ago, folks, and many folks were actually shocked and stunned uh, when it happened because here's somebody who went to Wharton, graduated from the Wharton School of Business, uh, worked at First Boston, worked on Wall Street, uh, wrote fi uh, financial books, uh, sat on the board of Continental Airlines, 
Uh, but man, pled guilty today in federal court in Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, in this uh, investment scam. Hmm. What would he say? I mean, what was his defense his, to this, if okay. at all? I'm he sorry. Didn't read that. Uh, first of all, when you plead guilty, there is no defense. <laughs> well, there were statements made before that, and of course, there's always a defense. No, even no. And his, his initial defense was, "I'm going to be found not guilty." He hired Dick DeGuerin to be his attorney, uh, but when his co-defendant flipped and pled guilty on July 23rd, the 2019, there's the backstory. Well, yeah, but guess, you didn't read that. But no, but I didn't have to <laughs> you because didn't read guess that. what? If we, the, when you plead guilty. <laughs> It don't matter. You guilty. Nothing else really matters. So, right. So, you don't have a defense when you plead guilty. And so, speaking of guilty, today, Harvey Weinstein sentenced to 23 years in prison in a New York State... New York State. Uh, He was convicted of committing a criminal sexual act in the first degree and third degree rape. He'll also be formally registered as a sex offender. His team says they will appeal the jury's decision to convict him on two of the five charges he faced. Uh, But, folks, uh, he's not out of trouble. He, of course, is facing charges in Los Angeles as well. Um, Lauren, six of the women who testified um, accused him of sexual assault were in the courtroom today. Uh, some were cheering, some were crying. 23 years, that's a long damn time for somebody. And his lawyers say he may die in prison. Many others say so. Yeah, I mean, obviously he should have gotten a um, substantial amount of time for what he did. It was a surprising case and a landmark case in that... Uh, yeah, I think it was Cy Vance who said that we no longer need evidence. I don't want to misquote him, but there was something to the effect Right, which of, was sort of like crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah we kind of no, need evidence. We kind of do need evidence. But, uh, you know, uh, it, I do think that the prosecution did come perilously, perilously close to blowing this case. I mean, they, they were very lucky that we live in the age that we live in in terms mm-hmm. of Me Too. Sorry. Uh, in terms of paying attention to these types of crimes, but but they came very close to overplaying their hand a little bit. And Donna Rotunno was a very good defense attorney for Harvey Weinstein. She probably does have a point uh, with regard to factual data with regard to the length of sentence, because I think the length of sentence is a little bit longer than what people usually get. Yeah, it's not, we're not on the federal sentencing guidelines, so okay. it's the state guidelines, okay. so they may but, get away with that. But, uh, frankly, Annabella Sciorra, the use of the Molyneux witnesses, a lot of that detail was very interesting and very mm-hmm. unprecedented. It would not surprise me mm-hmm. if on appeal something strange happened. They, had a, problem, that, they mm-hmm. had a problem with two jurors, and mm-hmm. I thought a fairly, fairly serious problem with one of the jurors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, sort of the same thing I thought about Cosby in terms of you felt like this person is guilty, but what plays out in court often is not proven. In the case of Weinstein, um, you know, you you feel this person is definitely guilty, Mm -hmm. but the case, the details, the arguments, and the level of proof and the reasonable doubt seemed to be there, and it was sort of interesting to really watch well, the details of that. Well, in legal terms, mm-hmm. what was problematic about the case and what you're kind of putting your finger on is that prior relationships, cases right. like sex <laughs> right. and, and domestic right. violence cases, if there's a prior relationship, those are the toughest cases right. to prosecute. That's and the and one of the women who testified said that he raped her but they continued continue a, a consensual relationship for several years. Jessica Mann, I think uh, that was. Secondly, yeah, Jessica Mann. Mm-hmm. He got 20 years, he got three years, or so a total of 23, plus five years probation. Uh, that'll certainly be appealed. Oh, and I'm sorry, they're running that concurrently, yeah. right. not consecutively, right? right? right. Okay, so okay. Subject for the person out there listening, explain that. That means he's got to serve 20 years, and then he's got to serve three and when he gets out, if he's still with us, then he's got to do five years probation. And so that's 28 years of being on papers, if you will. 
that'll probably be appealed also. The other part that'll be appealed is that this, uh, what we call uh, evidence of other bad acts or crimes, which are, which are carve-outs for uh, hearsay. That is, okay, you, I brought three counts from three women who said this happened, right? right. Those charges and trials should have been, may have been, should have been bifurcated, but they weren't. Then they brought in a few other women right. who he, they say committed bad acts, mm -hmm. and they were they were brought in to for the by the prosecution to show, and the judge let them do this to show that it wasn't a mistake, that it was it was it was had higher probative value than the prejudicial impact on the jury. I.e., if he did these bad acts to these three women, he certainly did these bad acts and rapes and assaults of the three women that are subject of the charges. Uh, so that'll probably be appealed too. Uh, we'll just have to see. We are in, this is quintessential Me Too movement. This is at the heart of it, if you will. And the jury has spoken, juries have spoken, but they certainly have had been impacted by the media and the Me Too movement. And that's a good thing, if you will. But we're no better with Me Too and having women not suffer in silence if individuals are prosecuted or over-prosecuted and there's an injustice within that, within that trial. And so we have to be very careful. We can applaud the conviction and the, and, and the sentencing, but we cannot violate justice and the rights of these individuals, for then we're no better than what their bad acts Derek, are. Derek, bottom line got to be really clear. This clear. man was cute by Did he interrupt me yes. again? Actually, no. It's called, it's, called, <laughs> it's called ending your comment. Um, that's what happens. Uh, 24 different women accused him of all sorts of different things like this. He still faces charges in Los Angeles. Right. Yeah, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm with Cosby. That's right. <laughs> just, what do you mean? You mean you're with Cosby? Anyway, 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 so wait, the man. I just think there was some. I think, think not have no, sex with them after giving them drugs. Think, Is that what you're let supporting? Me I think, well, I'm trying to get to the point. First of all, if you stood up, let him finish. <laughs> Go ahead. I think there was some, some. I just think there was some problems with his trial too. I think things could have gone differently. That's all I'm saying. The, the other one, okay, I got it. For bad right. well. I got it. Yeah, Go ahead. Go ahead. Now finish your point about Weinstein. Go ahead. But Weinstein, um, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad to see he was convicted because it was it, it went on for a long time. But Scott, I do agree with you. You know, you, if there's a sentencing guideline that needs to be followed, then we should look to that as opposed to just. Sentencing this man just well, there are some work. state sentencing guidelines. I'm just not as familiar. I mean, I but the bottom I, line is, it, it, it Lauren, gotta go. I think that, you know, again, it's it's another one of these moments where you know this person is guilty, <laughs> and yet you you That's you watch the court case. Effect. Yeah, I mean, you, you watch the court case, <laughs> right. but the, you don't see the actual. And when Cy Vance made the comment about, you know, well, we don't need evidence in these cases, well, who that will end up hurting later on are the right. people who don't have the money to, to hire people like Donna Rotunno. Right. So the, the poor defendant that gets accused of something exactly. that they can't disprove... Well, Cy, Cy Vance, real quick, real quick. What Cy Vance was saying was, uh, they're going to try cases where it's his word against her word, or vice versa, versus delaying it and looking for additional, stronger corroborating evidence. That's what he said. Tes testimony is evidence, right? They're not going to exactly sit on it simply because they don't have any corroborating evidence. And uh, that's a policy change All right, for his folks, office. Chicago, yes, Alderman is. Greg Mitchell was mm -hmm. furious. A developer who plans to convert a historic office building into a 349-room hotel does not have any plans to include minorities in the $137 million project. 
The City Council's Economic Development Committee approved the property tax break needed to pave the way for the preservation and rehabilitation of the building that once served as a downtown headquarters of the City Colleges of Chicago. Mitchell threatened to hold up the tax break in the full City Council if the developer doesn't come up with a, a specific plan for minority participation by the March 18th meeting. Okay, Derek, here's what's interesting about this. Uh, according to the Chicago Sun-Times, this guy rarely talks, never really says anything. This absolutely pissed him off. <laughs> I mean, he went off and people kind of like, like, damn! Right, right, right. <laughs> um, I can just tell you, man, just uh, uh, years ago, I was a small contractor, 8A on GSA schedule. And so, you know, you look for those opportunities to come your way as a small business owner. And so most of the time when you have these contracts, that are set, there should be set asides, especially when it comes to construction contracts, they should go to minorities. Okay, and again, they have set asides there in Chicago. Mm -hmm. This developer's like, no, nah, uh, we good. And it literally could not answer. He said, what's your plan? He couldn't even answer. He said, no, 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 you're not going to come in front of this no, yeah. and you have no plan whatsoever. Well, I mean, and this is the only, Lauren, this is the only way when you talk about African-Americans and economic power, this is where, where Maynard Jackson understood it. The three Bs, the ballot, the book, uh, the ballot, the book, uh, as well as the buck. Mm -hmm. How you use political power to create economic opportunities. And the bottom line is here, if you do not have black aldermen forcing this to happen, these white developers will come in there, keep building, never have to give any contracts whatsoever, and this is the game. Yeah. yeah, but that big... Lauren, hold on. Lauren, they there, but... No, it's true. You gotta watch the money. Obviously, where the money goes, where the money allocated, and who gets the opportunities to make that money is the whole ball game. And Maynard Jackson did understand that, and so many African-American... So many African-American politicians <laughs> do not understand that, and as we know, Marion Barry, of course, had the summer jobs program and literally put money into the pockets of young people all over Washington, D.C. People still remember that too. because those kids, of course, were right. helping their families pay the rent. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was huge. Well, Ma Marion Barry, huge. let me tell you something else. Marion Barry built downtown D.C. with the white developers, but he also uh, built Black Wall Street, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, black bankers who were involved in public and private finance, he put them on the deals. He was, he was highly conscious of, of, of uh, the, the buck and the box and whatever mm -hmm. Roland said. He was okay, there were three Bs from Maynard Jackson's The ballot, the book, book, and the buck. Exactly. Now, the problem is... How and Maynard Jackson was mayors, an alpha. Clearly, how, Cap was how don't know. How, may, how many black mayors in the top ten urban cities of this country have the courage to enforce those set-asides or those local business enterprises to make sure they get their fair share. And that's why... I was I mean, none of them. It starts with Lori Lightfoot. It doesn't start with them. Right. It doesn't start They're with putting the, the pressure on, on the new mayor, Lori Lightfoot, exactly. who's black, to say, exactly. hey, don't just be supporting this mm -hmm. and you ain't making sure... she signed off on this there deal. That's right. That's what I was going to say. The exactly. bid, whoever that bid came from, it should have had that in there already. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't even have this conversation. Right. Well, I'm glad to see... All of them. We're going to try and get them on the show, talk more about this here, y'all, real quick. Johnson Publishing Company, of course, you know, they filed for bankruptcy, uh, reached a $500,000 settlement in a defamation lawsuit brought by the family of two Georgia high school students who said they were falsely implicated in the death of a black student in a series of articles published by Ebony Magazine. FBI agent Richard Bell and his wife Karen filed a $5 million defamation lawsuit against the now bankrupt Johnson Publishing Company for articles they allegedly indirectly linked their son the death of Kendrick Johnson, the black young man who was found lifeless inside a rolled-up gym mat at his high school. Now, state medical examiners concluded that the death of 17-year-old Johnson was accidental, asphyxiation, after he became trapped while trying to retrieve a shoe that fell into the large mat. 
Ebony subsequently ran a series of articles suggesting Johnson's death was no accident and pointed the fi an accusatory finger. Now, and here's what's interesting, y'all. Mm -hmm. They didn't actually appoint... Okay, now, this is the weirdest thing. They didn't accuse the brothers of this. What they did is... So, the brothers are Brandon and Brian Bell. Mm -hmm. They created two other people who were fictitious whose dad was an FBI agent. Okay. Okay, now, okay, that's just nuts. Now, Brandon and Brian will receive $500,000 payment from the Johnson Publishing Company Insurance Company under the terms under the proposed settlement, which is scheduled for a March 31st hearing in Chicago Bankruptcy Court. If approved, it will settle all claims by the Bell family against Johnson Publishing. Okay, so here's the problem I have here. <laughs> What do you Lauren. mean they created a fictitious... No, no, no. <laughs> it was an FBI agent. No, literally. In these articles, in these articles, right. they created this, uh, these two brothers. Right. Okay, whose last name was Martin. I faintly remember this. And it was like... Because there was... There were like a number of articles published right. or appeared. So they created this... This, this article... Ebony this, created it? Yo, the writer created these fictitious okay. brothers whose dad was an FBI agent. In real life, there are two brothers who went to the school whose dad is an FBI agent. The dad and the family's like, hell, oh, y'all talking about us. Right. I'm just trying to understand how the hell does a fictitious character get created in a real news story? I'll tell you, I'll answer that one for you. Journalism is now infiltrated by a bunch of people who are not journalists, <laughs> right? And they show up at these publications and they're writing a lot of opinion and feelings and all this, and they're not really getting down to the basics of journalism, which is uh, the pyramid, you know, system of who, what, when, where, and why. But what, what editor allows that... How do you know the editor was a journalist? I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of these news organizations, Let you me... know how this is. This is why there's been arguments about having journalistic licenses and this mm -hmm. which I've actually resisted because, you know, the Constitution basically covers the press in a way that would probably not allow that. But this is a moment where you say to yourself, maybe we should have licenses for journalists. And it's costing them $500,000. <laughs> okay, but see, you all, you all have... You're looking at it through a journalistic prism. I'm not familiar no with shit. the article. <laughs> really? No. Hold on. Bring I'm sorry. Legal reality. I'm sorry. So journalists, <laughs> bring some so journalists legal will look at it through a journalism about... prism. <laughs> I would think a lawyer would look at it through a legal prism. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, really, so, Scott? So let me wow. add some reality right. to your discussion. Now, go ahead. Now, go ahead. Go ahead. Clear my throat. Go ahead. If these are kids and they're under 18, then and they're subject of an investigation or suspects in an investigation, I could easily see a newspaper or publication using uh, fictitious names as long as you're advising the reader that these are fictitious names. But they should have just reported that they were being investigated. Scott, Scott, But you can Scott. use fictitious names as long as you yeah, advise yeah, the public of it. but this is not fiction. It. No, 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 no. If they're no, under 18, no, you cannot no, use their name no, back no, then. No, you no. couldn't. Okay. Actually, yeah, you can. actually, you can. Okay. can. You Actually, can. you can. You could use you their name. They're under 18. Actually, yes. And they're targets yeah. of an investigation. Yes, oh, you, yes can. you can. You could. Yes, you can. You Take can? it from the damn journalists who've been doing it. Well, I've never yes. been a journalist, but I've been a lawyer a long time. Well, you damn sure ain't been a journalist. Yeah, and but, what you don't do is you do not like you do not you write a story. You do not write a story <laughs> where you're using real details in 99% and go, oh, by the way, here, wait a minute. What about in a rape case? You don't publish the woman 
remember the victim's name. That's a policy but, thing. Oh, I understand. Excuse me. Excuse me. But you can excuse me. Excuse me. No. Different if you do not publish the name of the individual, you do not create a false name. What you will say is, we are not publishing the name of the rape victim. In the story, you say the accuser. What right. you don't say is, here is Brian Bell, but I'm going to create Christopher Martin, <laughs> a fictitious <laughs> name. No, I'm going to create a fictitious name whose dad happens to be an FBI agent. Am I writing a novel or a news story? Well, I was going to raise that, too. Was this a real news story yes. or a novel? Yes, it was a real news story. I'm going to look up what you said. Go right ahead. Right. That's why you should have done the research before the yeah. show started. I, I did read it. <laughs> you should send better information. No, nah, you just can't read. I'm tired of being attacked by you. You just can't Let's read. All right, y'all. Yeah, there you go. Let's Remember, go. Yeah, because you want me to get off your ass right <laughs> you now. Don't mind. Remember the five-mile little boy who called out the police after being accused of stealing? Well, his parents finally saw his video. And you already know they were not having it, so uh, here's the update to that story. I had a confession to make, and I got, I got an apology. I would like to apologize to my mother and father for my actions and embarrassing them and my family nationwide. I would like to apologize to my grandmother. Do y'all have the original video? Live on Facebook and also for my actions. I would like to apologize for using the N-word and anyone I have offended by my actions. I would like to apologize to the officers who was involved for my actions and my choice of words. I'm sorry for anyone I have disrespected. I'm not sorry for standing my ground. I only how I acted. I owe it to myself, my parents, everyone watching, including to all my supporters to do better. Thank you. Do y'all have the original video? Y'all got the original? I don't know if y'all saw the original video. Look, I agree with his parents in terms of use of the N-word. That's about it. I'm, I'm cool with everything my little, little man did. Call them cops stupid and fools uh, because of what they said to him. No, because they didn't no, the cops... The cop, so basically, they accused him of stealing. And my man straight up, like, look at these fools. Look at this. Dog, no, it actually is pretty funny. Uh, you know, no, it, 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 it no, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, I know, I mean, don't ask me. I'm like, I'm waiting on it in there. Um, so, uh, hold up. Little boy cusses cops. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it that way. Um, let's see here. I'm waiting on, okay, people, videos. Y'all got it? Pr roll it. Volume. Look how dummy look. Look, look at him. I want all y'all badge number two. I swear to God, I'm not playing. Look at him. Look how dumb they look. How dumb you look. How dumb you feel. I ain't had nothing on me, did I? <laughs> Crazy. Feeling so stupid. Look at, look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Man, I thought I was stealing. Look at this man. Over here look like the man off of, uh... Bro, what? Stop playing with me, bro. They thought I was stealing. Now they feeling stupid. Yeah, Cause they caught D'Anthony with all this stuff, man. I ain't caught caught me with nothing. I ain't had nothing. I want your badge number. What's your badge number? Jamin. Yup. Boo. Hey, can I, no, can I, can I, can, hey, can I get your badge number? Huh? No, can I? Bro, don't, bro, don't put your hands. Hey, bro, don't put your hands on me, bro. Look, y'all see it, right? Don't put your hands on me. Bro, can you get your hands off me, bro? Are you gonna stand up again? No, I. Get your hands off me. I want your badge number too. My mom. I want your badge number. I want your badge number because your badge number is about ready to pop off your father. I want every one of y'all badge number. I promise you, I want every single one of y'all badge number. Y'all 
think out, bro. Oh, y'all so lucky. And, bro, if y'all took these badges off, I'll fire on all right now, bro. Look at him. Look how dumb he look. You look. Look. Look at him. Look at him. Get my bag. Get my bag. Come on. Get my bag. Look at him. Look at him, y'all. Look at him. Thought I was stealing. Goofy. Goofy. Looking dumb. Stop playing with me. Looking dumb. Stop playing. I ain't had nothing in my bag. You sound crazy. Pocket full of money. Not how dumb do you look. Not look at him. Say hello to the live, sir. Hey, look how dumb he look, y'all. <laughs> look how dumb he look. Looking stupider than... look stupid. Just dumb. You look pitiful. You look pitiful. You look pitiful. Because you think me and my mans was doing? You look pitiful. Pitiful. Look at you. Look, you look so stupid. Do you believe how dumb you look right now? You look so dumb. <laughs> you look so stupid. <laughs> this is crazy. You look dumb. Hey. I'm with little man. I'm like, you gonna accuse me and I ain't got nothing? Hey, damn that dog. No. Hey, I'm You could not encourage that. I can. I just did. I'm nine years old. Hey. Being disrespectful to the police, give me a break. Yeah, okay. You're gonna endorse that. Damn right. Hold on. He said, are you gonna endorse it? Sustain. Sustain. Your Honor. They would have beat Motion for reconsideration. Sustain. Oh my God. I'm glad he's not spending the summer with you. I ain't got no. Won't be out there hey, cursing hey, the police. Nah, out. Let's I, see who we can curse nah, out. I would have helped my man, little uh, man, out on his on his cracks. Mm -hmm. I'm glad he wrote an apology. It seems sincere. Uh, I don't know why. I didn't see the context of why the police had stopped him. Damn Unless, it! You weren't paying attention. They accused him of stealing. The truth? They accused him of stealing something, and he had nothing with him. And so they stopped him, and it was a reasonable stop. Why they got to get on video and get cursed out by a seven-year-old? Easy. Don't stop me for doing nothing. And then tell me just how like last just was like old. just His like boy just was like stealing. last night. Well, guess what? Stop him. Just like last night in Raleigh, they the cops thought this 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 uh, this cat Torres. Uh, was stealing a pizza. He actually paid for it, but he was like, he was running home with a damn pizza. <laughs> shot, <laughs> shot him in the abdomen. Oh, really? Yes. They didn't ask him to stop? Shot him and, wait, and th thinking, oh, it was a stolen pizza. So that was worth shooting the kid? Well, you shoot? No, but this is the problem I'm talking about. Right. The problem I'm talking about is you got young black boys who get accused by cops of stuff, didn't do stuff, somebody young, react in a different way, take off, cop pull a gun out, Fire, oh, I, it was self-defense because I thought they were going to harm me. Damn that. Okay. Making punk asses look like some fools. Then he needs to be... That young man needed to be quiet, have his parents called, all the video and all the smart Alec talk. That may be entertaining, but I got to tell you, his life was at risk with those cops. No, it wasn't, because yes, he was. had all their asses yeah. on video. He was what. streaming they live. All lie and guess what? They can all lie Hold up, and you notice, not a single one of them cops... They didn't make a move! Not a single one of them cops like... They didn't make a move! They like, little man got our ass on video. He didn't make a move! He was lucky. You saw that out there? Yeah. And what they do... It was about five of them. what they do off camera, As we say... What they do off camera. Hold up, there was no off camera because they were on camera the whole time. When he went off camera, as we they said, could have abused him as we and say, denied it. Not, Don't endorse it. As we You're say, wrong about not that. Not now one move. <laughs> You're encouraging child delinquency. You can't spell. Even steal you can't spell now. But not now one <laughs> move. They like, his last got us on video and it's straight. Hey, what? And if then he, my man was like, five or ten badge. Years older. <laughs> my man was like, badge.
Badge. I tell you Badge. What, if he was 10 years to 5 years older, you wouldn't be encouraging that because I would have been beating his ass. Yes, I would. <laughs> Just like that black man, like when that cop in Chicago. I'm talking right now. Like when that black man, at, at, that white cop, had the brother hemmed up in Chicago yeah. and the brother was filming and he was like, no, 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 bruh. No, you're right. He can't stop you right now. He can't request your ID. The brother knew the whole law and when the brother was eating that cop's ass and the cop was like, okay, all right. The cop walked away because the brother knew the law. He got no, lucky. no, 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 no. When the hell no. decide to take you, Guess you what? can't talk them out of taking first, you on the street. Guess what? So do not encourage you, that first on of all, this show. First of all, Scott, you're, you're lying. You're Scott, not you're lying. Don't Scott, in Texas, it, it, you know, no, 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 hell no. You can take you. No, you Scott, cannot convince Scott, them let, otherwise. No, Scott, first of all, let me correct There's you again. There's only one lawyer on the panel. Let me no, check. Oh, it don't matter if you're a lawyer. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. That brother was hemmed up by the cop, and the cop was demanding his ID. That brother did not have to give he him didn't. his ID, and the brother who was recording was citing the law, and that cop saw the brother with the camera, mm -hmm. citing the law was kind of like, damn, I ain't gonna win this one. Mm -hmm. And then he walked his ass off. Maybe that cop did, just but like, another cop just like, Just like you, you were wrong. In jail, you're gonna spend a night in jail over some ID. That could probably clear you off the you street. Know, people say, stop it! Your argument, people say all the time, you can't stop, you know, stop, fight the power, you can't do this, you can't do that. Not but, on the street when they decide yeah, to take yeah, you. Yeah, you're wrong. Right. Go, Lauren. Harvey Weinstein, let's get back to that for a second. Everybody said, oh, he's the most powerful producer. We can't say anything about him because we can't bring this guy down. Well, they just brought him down. Well, that's different, The police. You ain't talking the about police. the police. Okay, well, let's talk okay. about the police. Okay. If everybody had the reaction of what the Black Panthers did, do you think the police would have the same attitude? Well, Probably they, not. They were there Probably they were not. <laughs> Probably at the not. State right? I mean, if everybody says at some point, we're not putting up with this bullshit anymore, yeah. you're going to get a different reaction. I, I Look, got it. I know you live in the world no, of, ooh, know, bourgeois, we're it. scared, we can't say anything. It ooh, doesn't why? always work. I'm scared. It doesn't always work. your ass bullshit. She called your ass bullshit. She called your ass bullshit. At some point, you got to stand up. You get stopped by the police. Sunday. You can you can up. do whatever you want. I'm talking about survivability. You want to spend the night in jail, or, or you want to go home? Or you want to get harassed for another 400 years? You want to get harassed for another 400 years? I'm not just bourgeoisie saying, say because I'm giving you facts and support for survivability when you counter you in the police. I don't know. Wrong, if you're ready to spend Scott, a day in jail and get your point? ass whipped, so be it. See, but, but you were told Martin Luther King to do nothing. I'm giving advice and counsel. You why were, does that somehow make you, me you weaker? Were, because I'm sharing with you because, what the law is because, and what the law because requires. Because what you're saying is the exact same thing that they told Martin Luther King, all of our leaders, to stand down and do nothing and just go along with it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I said to get that is what you're to saying. go home or to that go to jail. You can fight the power after you're arrested. You can sue. You can be made whole. You can sue the whole police department. You can file civil rights suits, what have you. What I'm talking about is survival on the streets when you encounter these police. It's a big difference. Guess you what? You shouldn't be calling me names just Gu because guess I got what? a viewpoint. You guess shouldn't what? be doing that. Guess what? I don't do it to you. Guess what? I don't. It never Guess has. what? Little man called them names on video. Right. Shouldn't be encouraging. And guess man. what? You shouldn't I'm be I'm telling you right now. Well, guess what? All okay. you cops out there, first of all, in five years, they're going to do it and they're going to get his ass whipped. All of you cops. And they're going to come to you. I said it again. All of you cops. They're going to sue you. All of you cops. All of you cops out there, learn to stop sitting here and to snatch an in black boy and thinking you're not going to get videotaped. I keep telling all y'all, 
always have the camera rolling at all times. That's another thing. And guess what? Shoot their name, shoot their badge ID, because here's the deal. What these cops expect us, they want us to be silent. Right. They right. want us to back down. Exactly. They want us to acquiesce. They want us to go, okay, I ain't gonna and say nothing. Nobody's and nobody's encouraging and he, and no, no, Take no, their no, badge number, film them, do whatever you want to do with them. And that's so deal. About Imagine what was going on them in a, in, <laughs> Engaging them, whether you're arguing with them or otherwise, whether you're seven or 17, is not recommended on the street at that moment. What strap, happened strap, on that strap, tape? What happened strap, on that strap. tape proves you wrong, of course, strap, right? Strap, there you go. Ahead, there, there, there. He's seven years old, and those cops just didn't want to do it. Those cops didn't want to do it. But other cops could. Derek is it's now a talking. dangerous proposition Derek you're promoting. Is, Derek is now talking. <laughs> I was going to say, Scott, we might be a little bougie. We Jack and Jill, okay? <laughs> <laughs> So we went through a four. Yeah, you some bougie Negroes. <laughs> I didn't run with being bougie. We're working class people. You ain't working class. Okay, you middle class. class. You ain't middle class. Okay, you upper middle, middle class. class. You ain't upper middle class. We drive the economy. We drive the economy. Don't get mad because we drive the economy. I just gave your organization $1,000. You ain't even grateful for it. That bougie just gave you $1,000. It should have been $10,000. If you, on, if you no, treat me better, Renee. you might get 10 grand from this bougie lawyer. Because <laughs> I just, you know, they hate bougie, except when right you want there. my bougie that's money. Right no, I, no, no. The, I'm going to give you 10. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write fall. bougie on it. <laughs> and you, and you <laughs> take it. You're going to take it like you take what? everything else. I don't else. hate bougie. This I just, show is I over. I just call it when I see it. I've had it. I just call it when I see it. No. Scott's walking off the stage right now. I'm walking. Let's go. And you're walking with me. That's a TV yeah. monitor. You don't point to the TV monitor. Your bougie ass point to the camera. That's the camera right there. Oh, I'm pointing at both of them. We're leaving. Who's with me? Blind Who's ass. with me? All right, y'all. Derek, you going? Y'all want to support Roland Martin Unfiltered? Don't wait a year and a half like Scott did. Uh, go to uh, RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. You can join our Bring the Funk fan club. You can pay via PayPal, Square, or Cash App. All dollars you give go to support the show and what we do, where we try to have unfiltered black conversations all day. And then, of course, uh, trying to inform you of the stuff that other networks, especially those cable networks where you don't see four black people on the set at one time, unless somebody black got in trouble. Uh, Y'all know how it goes. And if you see four black people on any on anyone, experience. precisely. You, you, you know, it, 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 What's going it, on it, it, it killed, it killed me when a black story happened. Man, they could find oh, every black commentator <laughs> on every network. I'm telling y'all, if the sound, sound is off, and I see four black people on set, I'm like, who black did something? Yeah. I'm like, something black happened. <laughs> uh, I remember when the Don Imus thing on CNN. Boy, it was so many black people on CNN. The next week with the Virginia Tech shooting, what nobody black on the air. They were all talking about as, nappy hair. It was, as really black nappy people, hair. <laughs> it was as if black people could not comment What's on nappy shooting hair? at Virginia Tech. Right. Like, we were just, like, just gone. Phone numbers lost. <laughs> just lost. So that's why we do what we do. Uh, we want to be remain independent and free and do what we do. And yes, our goal is very simple. Is not to be bougie. Yo! <laughs> <laughs>
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 